Well, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling, and I, I am, you know, I'm maybe warming up a little bit to the idea of doing things purely out of spite against JBL. That's fair. As good a reason as any to do things. This is this is true. I mean, I mean, I look. Uh, it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a you know a scales problem right because on one hand enabling Vince Russo and Vince McMahon but on the other hand spiting JBL I mm. you know it's it's close I think yeah we are back to continue the brawl for all tournament um fantastic okay. I mean what what do you even want what what can I even say here. Uh, it's it's uh, uh stupid it's it's just really stupid yeah it's 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 very dumb and not, not terribly brilliant no now they've started and apparently have decided they cannot stop they, we're in we're in too deep now oh boy howdy are we in too deep we already had fucking one part of the tournament we got to keep plugging on forward is this yeah God, is this is this really like were they so desperate for 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 gimmicks like i know part of it was just jbl spike but also like were they were they really so desperate for gimmicks that this was the best they could do apparently like we're not even at the full ascension of the rock yet how have we already resorted to this cartoony bull whatever oh oh the rock or at least the nation is involved in quite a thing tonight oh, uh, no. or it, well, I'll, I'll say uh, the previous week because we this is a nine week tournament i'm not doing that on no, this show fuck that. we have cut it down to six episodes blessed blessed and boy so oh. i have watched the july 6th 1998 raw and i come so bearing I many oh no most infamously face is what i can bearing here i still can't believe that's a place the, we went to yeah so uh, july 6 1998 raw is uh, censored and shortened on the net on peacock as <laughs> i'll just open with that then is because there was a segment where d generation x decided to dress up like the nation of domination and so obviously all of them did blackface see this is th like all the people online who get mad about like robert downey jr doing blackface in tropic thunder or like the always sunny in philadelphia cast doing blackface for their lethal weapon episodes like this is what those people like think those examples were like the completely like devoid of any actual satire we're just doing blackface because we're it it's it's funny and and we're shit heels yeah da, 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 da. yeah so i'm gonna give a rundown of this segment so everyone can hear about it no. okay so triple h dressed as is the rock uh um, yeah road dog dresses as d-lo brown uh curiously he wears 
the fe- the chest protector thing that D'Lo does now, but he also puts on like a uh, uh, what's the what's the hat? The nation which one? Wore. Oh, like the traditional oh, fuck. What is this? Uh, let me look it up. Traditional African hat. I feel like might might be uh what gets me that uh um kufi the kufi he he wears a kufi hat well like, like the like the the brimless kind yes, of brimless, yep, brimless. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah a kufi he wears he wore a kufi with the uh with the with the chest protector gimmick does not oh, quite work my um, god billy gunn dressed as the godfather uh cigar and all mm-hmm mm-hmm it, X-Pac went full minstrel show. Yeah, that's the, that's the, the other thing. Most of them about. did, they all did blackface, but most of them just like darken their face a little bit. It can, uh, because of how they're tan already, it can argue, it, it can, it can actually be considered su- a little bit subtle. But like, X-Pac, but, but what they, they didn't need, like, okay, it, it still would have been awful if they had like just dressed in the clothes. Like that still would have been pretty yikes, but like, Je- Jesus fucking Christ! Why did they go the extra mile of actually darkening their faces? Because we got to be edgy and funny. But, but so, oh my god, I fucking X Pac goes full minstrel show dark, and he also puts Miz Arc on the front of his chest. Yeah, to be what? Mark Henry. I tried to oh. understand, look up the joke, and I don't get it. Miz. Like, is it like his house sort of thing? Is that what he was going for? Like it, an AAVE is, joke? Maybe me, Zark Henry. I guess I don't fucking know. I, I don't. I don't know, dude. They get Jason Sensation, who I who is just some little twink of a wrestler. I've, I don't. I don't know anything about him except for this one bit. He he plays Owen Hart for this segment, <laughs> and China comes out dressed as nobody. She just dresses normally. She's At not least- part of it. At least tell me they had a, they had a black guy doing Owen Hart to complete the joke. No, like white. oh no, it's a white, just a regular little white guy. God, you couldn't even inject a single ounce of clothes. I do not like that Vince Russo. I do not like his minstrel show. I mean, I just, I mean, I don't even, I don't know, I don't know whose idea it was to do this. I'm not going DX off the hook. For I, I, that, okay, that could have been their idea. That's fair. It could. God, oh my God, fucking so, imagine. Oh, the jo- and the jokes are mostly shit. Um, Billy Gunn just like because Godfather hasn't went full pimp yet. Oh, we're not at Ho Train. He still levels. he kind of just like tries to like I don't know sound like I saw somebody describe it as sound black because he's like he because he's like pimps up hose down west side. Oh, oh. Like, that's all he says. How how do you do, fellow blacks? Essentially, and then Triple H goes, you know, when I was in the bathroom, you should smell what the crock was cooking. That oh my, r- really? He just does bad puns. He he's like when the crock gets down with the ladies and he hits rock bottom, he's got a smackdown on himself. What even? What does that even mean? And then, well, it's like the crock means a big old pile of shit, of course. And then SmackDown oh, himself, meaning he jerks himself off. Oh, and, it's so pathetic! It's so and pathetic. Road, 
Road Dog might be the funniest person in this bit because all he does is D'Lo Brown is he like repeats Triple H's punchlines. He's like, yeah, yeah, this is a smell what the crock was cooking. Yeah, yeah, the brother smacked that smacks himself down. And then he goes up on the turnbuckle and does the head wobble thing that D'Lo does. Sure, sure. At least you got some kind of an impression in. Oh, God. Then me, Zark Henry, uh, X-Pac does his best Fat Albert voice for this. Oh, my God. He's like, hey, hey, hey. It just rock. keeps getting worse. Why not? And then he's like, I, I don't, I can smell what you're cooking. And then Xbox both kills the, the cooking joke. He's like, I smell what you're cooking. It's probably shit, but I'll eat some anyway. <laughs> what? Oh my God. This is pet. I'm so, I am so deeply grateful that, that you shouldered this cross on your back because i think i might have just killed myself if i had watched this that sounds like the worst thing ever ever and then everybody hypes up the jason sensation part is actually funny but i iffy about it uh the funniest part is that first of all he wears a he wears he put a witch nose on his face to make fun of owen hart's big nose he owen hart's nose isn't even that big what he he goes like Oh, I can, I mean, I can smell what the rock is cooking. I mean, look at my damn nose. And it's not that big. It's he makes fun. He makes fun of, of, of the color. He's like, he makes fun of the yellow and black attire that Owen Hart has. He's like, I look like a damn road sign. What the hell am I wearing? <laughs> oh my God. This was Awful. five. This was five minutes of this, and you hear Jr. and and Lawler laughing on commentary the entire way. Through. Oh my! Oh my it fucking is, god! No, Jr. Not you too. This is all terrible. Wait. It, so is the wait is the DX segment on a whole five minutes, or is just the Jason? The whole sensation? the whole segment is five. Ah, okay. So it's and, so it's Degeneration X's blackface tight five. Got it. Uh, blackface type five and peacock seamlessly cut the whole damn thing from the yes, network peacock and peacock said no i i i i'm sure their reasoning was the blackface i wish it had been because it's not funny <laughs> priorities like it it's funny to people who it, it it's funny to the target demographic of the attitude era suburban white guys yep. young suburban white guys yeah that makes yeah, sense they think this is hilarious oh um, i bet I, oh, I bet this shit was killing amongst the audience too yeah it's it you know the audience loved this shit they thought this oh was fantastic they're like bring this back every week more blackface mm -hmm. Obviously. so that happened <laughs> now let's move on to other parts of the show. please please god all right, the Brawl for All tournament has continued uh, with oh, so Rockus, who is a German bodybuilder guy. Sound that sounds like honestly, if if a name could have a meaning attached to it, Baracus sounds like it could directly translate to German bodybuilder. Versus Savio Vega of oh the Los Bariquas. It's the mid cardiest of mid cards. Holy shit, you weren't kidding. And. Savio Vega beats the fuck out of Brockus. Oh, yeah? Did he discover the meta, too? 
No, he just punched him in the fucking head. I'm honestly <laughs> shocked that Brockus didn't get knocked out. He Brockus made it all three rounds, and I am stunned to learn that. Holy because, shit. Listen here, kids. You've you watch a lot of superhero stories and a lot of pro wrestling, and you might get the idea that people who are massively muscled like a bodybuilder would also be super strong and good as a fighter. That is not true. Oh. Bodybuilding physiques are for aesthetics, not functionality. <gasps> Don't say that. has no fucking idea how to fight, and it's obvious, and he gets his fucking ass kicked. Baracus is not. Baracus is a man who who picks who picks up big weights and then puts them down again. If this if this were a competition of who could lift your opponent better, Baracus in a heartbeat. But like that doing doing this doesn't always necessarily prepare you for you know doing doing this. No, no. Uh, then the other fight was Road Warrior Hawk versus uh, versus Draws. You know the puke guy. Oh, Aaron Drozdov. Oh, oh boy. Uh, you know, at least I fucking recognize Road Warrior Hawk. What the hell is he it, doing here? He should have been too good for this shit. Well, unfortunately, he's not. And it, it ends it, in a draw as on points. So they so, just tie. And, but notably, bra. Notably, Hawk immediately gets his shit wrecked and is injured for most of the fight. He gets his nose broken nearly immediately and is just kind of fucked over, fucked. Wait, so what's the answer here? What what do you do when when you draw on points? Why would I spoil the surprise of how that plays out? Oh, we see that tonight? They didn't didn't just... No. Oh, my God. They will eventually address this issue. Oh, my God. They didn't account for ties. No, they didn't. It is a single elimination, one bracket tournament. They did not account for ties. This shit was so ill-conceived. They didn't stop to think what the fuck happens if people tie points. Nope. They didn't consider that even a little bit. My God! Also, we are now four matches into the brawl for all, and no knockouts. The thing I'm sure everyone was kind of hoping would be a regular occurrence. Uh-huh. The, the the attitude there is fine. It's great. I just don't appreciate it yet. I just don't understand. It's nothing here is bad or awful. It's fine. So let's Holy cover. Shit. Let's get back to the main event angle of our of the the Undertaker Kane stone cold mankind story oh thank god the real a the real a the aest of a plots so okay. I'm, I'm i'm hoping this one is actually kind of good mm, oh come like, on it's a cool moment but you'll we'll see you'll see uh-uh. so we open the show they open the show with the undertaker coming out and being like i want a title match right now stone cold get your ass out here uh-huh. and stone cold obliges of course. And then Vince comes out and is like, whoa, 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 whoa. The inmates do not run this asylum. That. I am in charge. I make the matches. Uh-huh. So he, Vince decides you want to get in the ring and go at it so bad. He's And Vince takes a very long meandering time to do the plot twist to this, to this monologue. But he basically is like, he at the next pay per view fully loaded. Uh, mm. Coming up, the wheel. Oh, I'm gonna I, have to be fully fucking loaded to endure a show like that. Jesus Christ! 
at Fully Loaded, man, Undertaker and Stone Cold will fight in the same match in this at the same nice. time. Oh, in nice. a tag team match. What? They will be what? facing Kane and Mankind for the tag titles. What? 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 But, who? But what, what about the world title picture? We'll get to that, but I got one question for you, David. Oh, no. Can... They, they coexist. Well, geez, Austin, that's a great question. And and I, I you know, I have no idea who, who, you know, every time the can they coexist angle is done, it's always done so with so much nuance and so much subtlety. It, you know, it's it's never, it's not like it's always blatantly fucking obvious that the answer is always no they cannot in fact coexist and this is a partnership that's due to fail it's not like that's the outcome every single fucking time we do this no so i have i have no idea you know what man i'm gonna be I, i'm gonna put against i'm gonna say yes they can i i i see nothing wrong here and yeah. it's gonna be totally fine and no malfunctions are gonna happen at the junction that's my final answer i'm, mm -hmm. I'm sticking to it so for the world title scene, uh, Vince is appalled at the idea that Undertaker would simply just make himself number one contender. So <laughs> Vince has decided that by the end of the night, he will announce the number one contender and whoever impresses him the most tonight is going to get it. Mm -hmm. um, and that is usually code for guys interrupting each other's matches to beat people up. That's how Vince is impressed by things. Oh um, notably that... Uh, uh, Kane and Mankind come out to beat the shit out of um, Bradshaw and oh. who uh, I've already forgotten what match this happened in. Hold on. Vader versus Bradshaw. Oh, they come out here. and beat the fuck out of both of them. So that match ends in a no contest. Wait, um, but why are they doing it as a duo? This is a singles title. Because they both want the shot at the at the, at the world and title. they're just cool with with being bros about mm. it yeah clearly um, okay then, so i guess kane kane get um, a man with a with a weird streak of of having weirdly wholesome partnerships with some of the weirdest dudes in 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 on the roster absolutely yeah and then after d'lo brown defeats terry funk in a match the Undertaker comes down and beats the fuck out of the Godfather, D'Lo Brown, and then Terry Funk as well. I don't um, know, that's pretty impressive to me. He did it so all by himself. at the top of the second hour, uh, Vince comes out and brings out all three men, Undertaker, Kane, and Mankind. And after Vince sort of hypes them up, he hypes up Mankind as an, as an insane person. He calls Kane a, a, the biggest idiot he's ever met for putting <laughs> up the title against Stone Cold last week. Yeah. Um, but he does appreciate under Kane's tenacity and willingness to like set himself on fire for things. <laughs> and he calls out the Undertaker as an evil, sadistic son of a bitch. And so Kane, so Vince's decision is tonight, Kane, Undertaker, and Mankind will fight in a triple threat match for the number one contendership. We could have just we could have just done that in the we first place. We could have just done that originally, but no, we got to do that. And then we get to the main event, and out comes Mankind, out comes Kane. The Undertaker does not come out. 
So Vince is like, all right, it's a singles match then. Kane versus Mankind. And Mankind sits outside, forfeits the match because he simply doesn't want to fight his best buddy, Kane. (laughs) And so Kane rolls (laughs) Mankind into the ring, beats him with a chair, choke slams him for the win. And then after the match, Kane takes off his mask to reveal it was the Undertaker the whole time. So keep, 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 let's follow this up, boys and girls. Undertaker swerved his way into a match he was already a part of. He he presumably jumped Kane backstage, stole his gear, put it on, pretended to be man Kane until he won the match, but he was already in the match. He was already what? What was the oh my god? It's just everything. Vince Russo outswerved himself for the cool for the cool visual of Undertaker revealing himself to be in the Kane out attire. It's I swear to God, it's it, fucking Vince Russo worked this shit backwards. He would get images in his mind that look cool, and then he would look, he would work backwards and be like, "All right, what what bullshit do I need to contrive to make this happen?" I would also like to point out we open this episode with Undertaker demanding a title shot, Vince telling him, "No, I'm not just gonna let you be number one contender," and the show ends with the Undertaker as the number one contender. Yes, and like, okay. I get it cuz of of course that's that's what's going to happen here of of course fucking Vince is going to is going to say no and then that means Undertaker's got to prove himself and he eventually will prove himself but like oh my god we went through two fucking useless plot cul-de-sacs to get through this obvious plot cul-de-sac <laughs> there are, there are layers to this awesome but whatever can't the WWF champion and the number one contender now have to be a tag team together. And knowing WWF's history, they'll probably win the goddamn belts. They'll probably win the belts, and then they'll, they'll we'll see what the fuck happens with the title shot. I guess. Oh my god, it's so convoluted and so pointless and so like messy. I, and like I said, iconic moment, but. What the fuck was is the logic on any of this? Literally, there is no sense on Russo's part for logic or reason or context. It's just mm-hmm. this looks cool, which equals audience will pop for it. Don't think about literally anything else. So for oh the best, God. so for the best of the rest here, mm. Ken Shamrock uh, had rematch with Jeff Jarrett. And that match ended when King Mabel returned to beat up Ken Shamrock. Oh. To end the match in a DQ. Oh, Because apparently he was mad that he was not part of the kingiest of the ringiest or whatever match (laughs) from early from last week. Apparently. We wouldn't know because he gets no time himself to, to give his motivations commentary just has to fill it in of course how how do you even fill that in how do how does it make sense for them to fill that in like why would they have shamrock's motivations in there no, whatever 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 and then vader versus bradshaw they i already mentioned they fight for two minutes before kane and mankind show up and um, the ass um 
The Disciples of Apocalypse now with Paul Ellering wearing uh, suspenders and a bright pink shirt that says, who's going to beat us? Um, sure. Great fashion choices being made by Paul Ellering here. Um, they beat the Headbangers in a whatever match, but at least... Oh, the, 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 the very short-haired The bald The bald... Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot how egregious it was. They're fucking bald. They are bald. Yep. Uh, the the Skittle Slam of the week was Stone Cold winning the title last week. Oh yeah. So oh, not oh, of yeah. this week. Not of this week. Not Terry Funk versus D'Lo Brown. D'Lo won. I already and then Kane beat him up. Uh, excuse me, Undertaker <laughs> beat him up. Uh, we covered this. Okay, the JVC Kaboom of the week was. Last week's King of the Ring, where Undertaker threw Mankind off. The Man, couch. the fucking replay segments. No, there's nothing of value here, and they're just like, "Well, fuck, we gotta find something." Um, the women get a segment, and we all die. Um, <laughs> so let you know what I've, I I I got rid. I you know um had the quotes pulled up, and then for some reason. I just I accidentally cut exited them off. So hold on while I go quote this segment. Basically, oh, it is no. Jacqueline and Sable having a promo off. Oh and boy! Here are some of the prize lear lines in this promo. Oh, I'm Actually, sure they're real good. Is basically Jacqueline was like uh, basically Jacqueline opens with, "I'm with Mark Marrow." is that Sable simply could not satisfy Mark Marrow like myself. And so here, here is, uh, is, uh, she basically, he's like, she never, she's, uh, she, she calls, she calls, you know, she calls, um, Sable like a car that's run out of gas. Uh, and, uh, Sable's response is, Honey, you got the story all wrong. You see, I've always had my pedal to the metal. It's just that Mark's tire was flat. And uh, Jacqueline responds with, Look, girlfriend, the difference between you and me is I'm a 100% woman. This body is primo real estate. Oh, to my which God. Sable responds with, But the question is, how many times have you rented it out? Uh, then oh Jacqueline God. calls Sable a skank and mm. challenges her to a bikini contest on pay-per-view. To which Whoa. Sable, of course, says that her bikini will be fully loaded. Get it? Um, wait, 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 wait. So Jacqueline's like, you're a skank. Now to prove how much of a skank you are, I'm going to challenge you to a bikini fight whole holy fuck this makes no sense this era it's all stupid why is it all stupid austin but it's hot women saying they're gonna fight they're gonna challenge each other to get in their bikinis i don't see why you know who needs more logic than what i just said right there and they say salacious things like calling each other skank and saying that you that you've been rented out and implying that Mark Marrow has a dysfunctional penis. Oh my god. Dude, fucking, I hear the internet talk about, like, the, people on the internet will revere 
the attitude era, or at least say there's like good, like some pretty good shit to it. I have seen no proof of this, Austin, ever. I mean, Where's the proof? Some, we've had a few things that were all right. They were like okay, I guess, but like a lot, a lot, our, a lot of our first arc was me trying to think of it, hit the good, hit some good moments. Tyson and Austin, and and Austin stunning McMahon. Yeah, it was it was good, but it it all fucking ended with the dumb fuck swerve that went nowhere. Oh my god! Oh please, right. I I am begging the wrestling gods. I want to like the Attitude Era. I want to appreciate the Attitude Era. Give me something. Uh, Dustin Reynolds faces Val Venus, where. Val Venus's new punchline is you see they're they're in they're at Penn State College, Penn State University. This week. oh wow I wonder so, what the joke will be. The joke is is that is that Val Venus is the only man who scores more at Beaver Stadium than Joe Paterno, <laughs> and which now oh, fucking Joe Paterno joke now unless. A less dignified <laughs> podcast may <laughs> a Jerry Sandusky joke right in no. here. <laughs> However, I will instead point out that Joe Paterno is the head football coach at Penn State. Therefore, he d- he does not score. The players do. <laughs> but... Val Venus said Joe Paterno because he's the he's the most notable name in the Beaver Stadium. Do you get it? Because that's where Penn State plays. And yes. Beaver is vagina. And in fact, uh-huh. Jer- Jim Ross on commentary explains the whole joke. Oh my god. He says it. He's like, well, well, Joe Paterno coaches football here at Penn State and they play in Beaver Stadium, King. Like he literally explains where, the joke. J- Jim Jim Ross. A boomer, even in his forties. I uh, guess he was. I guess Jim Ross actually kind of was born in like. Or no, wait, no, he's fucking. I don't know. He might be boomer. an actual I can, boomer. I don't know. I can't even remember. He was born in fifty two. Um, he was born in fifty two. Yeah, fucking then, fucking Jim Ross. Even even in his forties is like needing to old man explain these jokes. Oh my! Jerry God. Lawler has his funniest line of the night, mm. where he's like, "Dustin Reynolds asked me if I made peace with God, but." I didn't think I was fighting with God. <laughs> I th- that's hilarious, Jerry. I said that's it was his funniest just... line of the night. Did not say it was all that funny. The low bar, um, low low bar, and it ends with the and a DQ because Kai and Kai interfere to whoop Val Venus's ass, and Mister ya- and Yamaguchi San, who has also brought his wife back for this. I don't oh my know God. why. He, You'd think he, he'd learn, right? He, oh, you just you wait. Um, so Yamaguchi-san gets in Val Venus's face and is like, "No, is that like you are only half the man that I am? Do you get it?" And I don't. What he is referring to dick size. Oh, oh, sure, of course. And he is like, "We, I am gonna get you. Hit on my wife, and my and Kai that's gonna beat your ass." And they do, but Yamaguchi, Mrs. Yamaguchi-san, seems apparently is a little conflicted by this violence. She that I she keeps looking back at Val Venus and Jim Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler are selling hard that like 
she is uncomfortable and kind of sympathetic to Val Venus's plight here. What? He sexually harassed her. What? Oh my god. Oh my god. You you can probably guess where this story is going next, but don't worry, we'll get there anyway. I can't wait to uncover fucking uh, uh, Yamaguchi Sun's cuckold fetish. And then Kane Ken Shamrock faces Mabel after that attack earlier in the night, and then Ken Shamrock beats Mabel in two minutes. Sure. Yep. Also, like all these other fucking attacks. Why did no one else? What? Why did none of these other like interferences impress Vince enough to for them to be part well, of? Okay. The, the well, every the, the the stuff that happened. The, those other interferences happened after the after the oh, okay. triple threat match. So so what I want to believe happened is they thought they had the whole show to interfere. Mm -hmm. They planned when they were going to interfere, and then Vince did the thing, and they're like. Oh shit! I guess it's too late. Well, yeah, it's point of no return anyway. Now the only two interferences were. Oh, you know what? Mabel has a point. Why didn't he get involved? Mabel got interfered in the first match on the show. Actually, that's not true. The first match on the show was the brawl for all match. Oh uh, yeah, they the first opened real the match, match on the show. The first, ironically, the real match was Shamrock and Jarrett. And Mabel... Yes, yeah, so why the fuck wasn't Mabel in contender? <laughs> he was too busy fighting, having to fight Shamrock later in the show, of course. But, but... we How can you set up a plot point and not immediately pay it off? Because that's what they did. They waited an hour. They waited an hour to pay off Shamrock versus Mabel. Oh my god. Yeah, a whole hour. Oh, I can feel this the tension mounting as I wait in anticipation. Yeah. Oh so god. that was the July 6, 1998 episode of Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. Tonight we will be continue the Brawl for All first round continues. It is a 16-man tournament. So we are only halfway Man. through the first round as uh, we proceed to the July 13th, 1998 episode of Raw is War. July 13th. I was five months old, and I, I I existed at the same time that this shit was happening. Awful. Horrible to, to consider. Yup. So, if you would like to watch with us, you can do so at Peacock. Why uh, that is, is NBC Universal's uh, streaming service. If you're really hankering to watch and we are back. We have finished the July 13th, 1998 episode of Monday Night Raw. <sighs> you know, you, you may say, for, for those of you watching, uh, you may notice my, my choice of attire for today, this, this unicorn onesie. Um, and and, and you, may, you may be thinking that that I'm wearing this because we're recording this thing at 10:30 a.m. on a Saturday and I am somewhat freshly rolled out of bed and this is this is this is the attire you're getting for freshly rolled out of bed David. Uh you could say that but you'd be fucking wrong. I am wearing this Austin in protest. This is anti this is anti attitude era action. The old AAA Austin because holy fuck this episode just pushed me even further down the rabbit hole of I fucking hate the Attitude Era. I hate it. I hate everything that Vince Russo stands for. And I want, I, I this fucking 
cool, edgy, ironic attachment. No, we're going full sincerity, all right? This is my way of combating it. I am wearing a goddamn baby blue unicorn onesie, complete with the whole fucking ass stuffed horn, and I'm proud of that fact. I don't need this edgy, cool bullshit. No, we're all about wholesome sincerity on this show, because fuck the Attitude Era. Fuck it. God. You know, I, I'm I'm not as negative as you. Um uh but uh I, say that. I you know I have I have always had I've always taken a very I'll say politically correct stance on my about the attitude era. Always I've always been pretty deferential to the fact that you know it was it was what the audience at the time wanted. And uh, there's a lot of people that like this stuff, like this style. <laughs> And I respect that, mm-hmm. but the more I watch of it, the more I re- I see that it is not for me. That what mm-hmm. that what the Attitude Era was, lo- what the Attitude Era fans were looking for, is not for me. Is not what I'm looking for as a wrestling mm-hmm. fan. And I I don't think I could be super into this if I was if unless I was like from the generation that grew up on this. Or like, is or like, or if my or if my like formative wrestling was from was from another person who was who was like this. Yeah, but like, it, it for like, okay, yes, yes, there are people who like this, and this helped. This helped like research wrestling back to you know super popular status back in the nineties, and I would never take that away from people. But like, this isn't even. This isn't even fucking wrestling, Austin. Like all the shit, I I'm not watching a wrestling show. This is this is like the epitome of like WWE at its most sports entertainmentiest, mm-hmm. and I I don't I don't like it. It because uh, because the, there's no there there's no fucking like good matches of which to speak. I know on pay per views and like every once in a while, but like. Not nothing ever there are things that have promise and there are things you can start to see like as the progenitors to kind of where our modern sensibilities are today but it's so it's all fucking half-baked in service of this weird bullshit that vince mcmahon and vince russo insisted on putting in their goddamn show just to like pull out every possible weird ass stop they could to spite and beat wcw oh my god this is a wrestling show built off of spite and i hate it i am a little more into sports entertainment than than david is but this is you know nothing crystallizes with me more how much i actually do care about the in-ring matches than watching something that clearly doesn't and honest like honestly like a lot this isn't the kind of like this is the probably the meanest thing I could say about the Attitude Era for me. This is not the kind of wrestling that I would be proud to share with my friends. <laughs> True. Um, but I I will say this episode had a had less of the part of the stuff I don't like about the Attitude Era than other episodes we've I've watched for this arc. Mm. So I'm gonna take the positive spin on it for today. That's that's oh man, per- perfect April Fool's episode for us is is Austin's Austin's gonna be like the eloquent one who has all these like deep philosophical points to make about the episode, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the one who's just kind of like 
here. <laughs> not to say not to say you're here, but you're you're taking my usual role of the one to to espouse all the you know poetic yada yada. Mm -hmm. Um while I just sit here having a meltdown the whole time. All right, let's let's fucking do it. Yeah, this. so we open with a recap of of the taker shit from last God, week. Dude, these recaps are so fucking like overwrought. They're so they're edited to hell and bad. Like post pay-per-view, I get it, but this is like they're doing a recap of the goddamn like taker in disguise as Kane thing. And it's all like Oh my god, it's so overwrought and over edited. Why are we going this hard? And then da 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 ah thorn in your eye. I will I will one day relook up those lyrics. Um also, so also, oh my god, that is so clearly like look, sorry, watching the recap, that is so clearly not Kane. That is so obviously the hair, not like Kane. The, the hair gives it away. Like, the hair he, gives he, it away, and like there's something that's slightly off about the body shape too. Like mm -hmm. that is so clearly not Kane. How were people actually falling for this? All right, so we open uh, the show proper with Shawn Michaels. So, yes, uh, Shawn there was a Michaels. person in the front who has an "I miss Shawn" sign, and guess they got what they want. Maybe yeah. So it's Shawn Michaels would make sporadic appearances on WWF TV even after he was retired uh for the next two years yeah well we're and it basically stopped because he stopped being able to be trusted because of the drug thing oh uh, no. him cleaning up and finding jesus was in that time frame after he stopped being on tv and before oh, he came back i assumed but, this was this was during his like spiritual revival because he does make like a god reference at one point well he does but no it, oh. he, he 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 has not hit his rock bottom yet we're not oh there. no um but he is out here tonight to do de guest commentary for the entire episode yeah i was expecting it to be like just on the first match and then he just kept sticking around and i was like wait who's that third for oh that's sean uh sean hot dogs with the crowd so long his song restarts and i thought that was i didn't funny. even notice that no um uh, but then yeah. he goes over to commentary and he's like, HBK is back into his house. And I'm like, this, um, and I'm like, I'm seeing the line from back into his house to HB shizzle. I'm HB seeing the line of how. We got oh no, this is the origin point. Austin. We've Sean, been, we've been Sean has always been this lame, but it was not out of place in 98. <laughs> this is the 90s everything is grunge and in a hizzle yeah fucking bojack horseman ass yeah so John, jr asked sean when he's getting back in the ring and sean's like well nobody knows except the man upstairs you know I don't, yeah. I don't know, I don't know yeah, exactly so i was like oh so he must already be getting clean right no oh, no, no we ain't we ain't there yet uh, also i need to point out that generally i i shouted out the i miss sean sign but also like mm -hmm. um generally the signs are numerous tonight but not nearly as giving um i only i, I only noticed one sign in the main event was like i gotta point out this i caught a, i caught a couple but like it's not as much as last time uh the the one i do want to shout out was a guy in like kind of the front row in the ramp area who had a sign pointing down to himself that just said don all right great thanks don. Know, hi don hi don yeah don. well thanks, we, we now know that he's don and that's that's now immortalized so you know so, what he, he got his wish in a move that I can't even believe is happening, we start the show with a match. Yeah, it, that was insane and it weird. Is, it is The Undertaker versus Vader. 
Yeah, which is also, I didn't realize Vader was here in 98. He is still here. This is not a good time to, like, learn about Vader. As yeah, he is in a bad spot in the company. Uh-oh. They basically his push has been completely derailed by from a combination of backstage politicking, poor personal choices on his part, and just and injuries. Oh so, no! Is um, this is this pre or post him like having an insane monster heel run in Japan? Way post. Way po- this, oh. We are way out of Vader's prime now. Oh, no. we are we are already post him cutting a pay a, a promo live on pay per view where he calls himself a big fat piece of shit. So oh, dear, we are in the we are in the honestly the worst part of Vader's career right now. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I guess we're doing. T- Taker versus Vader. Taker steals his brother's shtick and makes fire go boom in the ring. I was uh, very interested in what Sean had to say about Vader. He didn't say anything, unfortunately. Well, yeah. Uh, fucking, th- I will say, like, for a lot of this match, commentary is trying to put over just what a big, bad, tough boy Vader is. Um, but I was, uh, as soon as he kind of got in that ring, I'm like, I somehow get the feeling that, like, the man who dethroned antonio inoki's like multi-year winning streak is not he's not gonna be not, nearly not as that guy anymore i don't think i don't think he was I, the, the match did kind of have me like fooled for was, a second i thought it was good for what it was but yeah um, but then it turned into a fucking like five minute squash on on yeah the reason i was curious about sean is because at vader's peak in the wwf two years earlier he had a title match with a WWF title match at SummerSlam with Sean. And it had this weird shenanigan bullshit where first Sean, first Vader won by countout, and Jim Cornette demanded the because he was Vader's manager, demanded uh, the match be restarted with no countouts. And mm-hmm. Sean agreed to that. And then and then Vader won by DQ, and Jim Cornette wanted it, wanted it restarted again which again sean agreed to and then sean beat vader by with the sweet chin music to actually win the match that's um, a really bizarre match but okay. and it was well the whole thing's fucked because Va- sean was poly when i mentioned politicking i was talking about sean. Uh, of course god sean, are you kidding me sean sean didn't get along with vader like sean bitched about vader I think the biggest reason is because Vader works stiff. And I'm sure I've explained that term before, but for the people at home, basically in wrestling, some guys to make it more realistic and painful, they just start hitting people for real. And Vader does that with a lot of people. And Sean is not into that (laughs) as a in-ring wrestler. Sounds about right. That with a, with a couple along with a couple of other issues, like Sean politicked to like kill Vader's push, and so the whole thing is weird, and the whole time is weird, and it basically killed Vader forever in the WWF to go through it all. That's uh, unfortunate. That and him, that and Vader, you know, getting in inter, getting in causing an international incident where he was on he was on like I think Malaysia, I think that was where the interview was. He did like a studio interview in like a Malaysia or somewhere with the Undertaker and the and the you know the interviewer did the classic 
fake brings up wrestling as fake thing. Oh my and God. Vader's response was to legit choke out the interviewer on 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 set. Oh live. God! Oh God! Okay. So, so. You know, between Probably those two things, between those two things. Vader is done. <laughs> Yikes. So probably not the best guy in the world in the first place, but also a fucking very, very, I mean, it's very much, he very much followed that old school rule of like anyone who questions wrestling is real threatened to actually hit fight them. And, and half the time actually do just like beat them up. Cause they're just some like scrawny motherfucker in a, in a tie with a microphone. You can take yep. him. Easy. You can take him. Yep. Yeah. This, it, man, you're so fucking big and tough for, for beating up, for beating up like, just innocent journalists. You're beating up re- innocent journalists who are correctly pointing out that your that your fighting is staged. Yeah, like is was it snarky to do that pre like pre fucking curtain calls? Two thousands, yeah. yes. Yeah, but like, like you're, you're you're kind of being a dick because like, I do the journalists are they always say that not as like an innocent inquiry. They're uh, they're, they're trying to be discrediting like, and being a jackass. They're always yeah. there's always a little smirk. Next it's like this, yeah. it's this like, it's this like almost, it's all, it's like this kind of like gotcha journalism of like, yeah, well, guess what? We know it's fake. Yeah. So, so like I get, I get why it's infuriating, but like go fuck yourself. The person who had the, the, the best fucking answer to that question was Roddy Piper. Everyone oh yeah. Shutting down him. Bill Maher. That was iconic. That was that, that now that. He, he he fucking ended that man's whole career didn't even need to lay a single finger on him get yeah. on piper's level dude holy shit yeah. so back um, to the match though kane mankind and paul bear come out and to d- boys and girls the word of today is cahoots the say <laughs> oh my god oh because, my god because they obsess all night about like are about they in cahoots everyone's they in say cahoots. that word Oh no! Once it starts getting like as the episode goes on, I have a whole like fucking oh breakdown of what I of what this is like because uh, um yes they're like ah is Vader in cahoots with with fucking uh, Kane in uh, cahoots with Undertaker is what they're trying to imply. Well, uh. Well, no, because right right now they're, no, trying, they're, they're trying to say like is is Vader like on Kane's payroll to try to beat no, up? No, they're no, they were also ta- they were talking about Taker and Kane from last week. Like, how did Undertaker get Kane's attire? There, oh, there- I I I missed that. I missed okay. that. I, I I heard them starting to say that, and I assumed it was like ah, they're like they they just assumed that he had beaten up Kane. Back Sean may Sean Sean asserts that. Yeah, Jr. and Jerry think it's cahoots. Oh, okay. Because because it might have been Sean then who's like no Vader's clearly on Kane's payroll here to, to mm-hmm. beat up Taker and steal. I might have missed I might have missed that, but like the big Jr. and and Jerry Lawler were like Kane and Undertaker cahoots. Oh well. Uh, also fucking Sean, uh, you know, keeping on the da 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 da. It's nineties where everything's grungy and we make Seinfeld references. Fucking Sean. St- does the George Costanza? He pulls out a George Costanza bit. Oh my god, this is so the '90s guitar riff. Uh, god damn it! Um, yeah, there's this there's this bit in the match where where Kane gets Vader thrown to the outside, and like as Kane kind of hits up against the 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 gate, 
um between you know between the ring and the audience fucking you just hear this one kid like screaming vader's name you man vader really is past one, his prime and, and everybody's really into vader well i it's not even i don't think he was into him because i can i swear to god i heard this kid screaming somebody to the effect of come on vader i can take you like this little 10 year old even this little 10 year old fucking knows that vader's way past his prime and thinks he's he's ready to take on vader's whole ass in a match and personally like, if you don't know Va people vader is like 350 <laughs> he's a giant he's, giant he's he is massive yeah and this little kid's like let me at him i'm gonna kill well he all he sees is vader lose all the time so i get <laughs> it yeah you know what fair enough he kids like easy starter match for me this fucking it's fucking yeah. jobber Who so needs... while they're out on the guardrail kane like looks over at undertaker and jerry lawler is like he i can see it from kane's eyes he's in there in coats the oh, look on man. kane's face the look on kane's face kane wears a mask <laughs> the look on kane's face oh uh, yes that that steely blank stare if you will that is mm -hmm. totally not just permanently there because of the fact that he wears an entire fucking face mask that might have been the joke but also god jerry shut the fuck up jerry, lawler um, shut shut up lawler also oh. people are fucking the people man this is a this is a running theme of tonight people give so so little of a shit about this match that they start chanting for hbk oh yeah and like unlike some matches i kind of understand that they don't give a fuck Oh no! I think it's all. I think it's hilarious for all of these matches that they that they. Again, I I have more on this later, but they this crowd does not. It's so funny too because this crowd is like so fuck is they're like fucking electric and they are going kind of nuts for this, but also they're like they don't give a shit about Vader, so they're just chanting HBK instead. Yeah, I know. Um, so Taker hits the tombstone for the win, and while Kate Undertaker is doing that, Mankind runs over and gets a steel chair. So as soon as Taker wins. Mankind goes to clock Taker with a chair. Kane grabs the chair from Mankind, and instead Kane uses the chair on Vader, while Undertaker uh, powders out and grabs a chair himself, but then Kane just walks away. He's still... The cahoots! The cahoots, David! It's so cahoots, it's a mystery! Who's working for whom? Don't worry. It's only going to get more fucking convoluted from here. Is it time for a, a browser-based trivia game? Because it's Kahoot! It's Kahoot! Oh, shit! They're getting a lot of free... They were the real sponsor behind tonight's episode, Austin. Mm. The, the, this episode's brought, brought to you by Kahoot! Play quizzes with your friends and, and, and classmates! Yeah. I can All hear right. that. Edge is in the rafters. Edge is so, emo. Edge is in the rafters. Yeah, I don't know who's more interesting to see in the crowd: emo Edge or a couple of dudes in the in the audience right by where where emo Edge is standing, mm -hmm. um, who look like fucking alternate uni universe versions of Paul Bearer. Hmm. They were like just off to the left. There were there were there were like two different dudes who like mm -hmm. you know had have the general build of Paul Bearer and the fucking mustache and faces that look quite similar. And I'm yeah. like, what, what, why, why is the bearer verse opening up this evening? Um, <laughs> I was far more interested in them than an emo edge to be, to yeah, be completely so honest. The brawl for all it's brawl for all time. Yeah. The, the new midnight express implode as it is 
bodacious Bart Gunn yeah. versus bombastic Bob Holly. Oh my god, okay, fucking... So, apparently, Jim Cornette has resigned as the manager of the Midnight Express, which he he was that. That yeah, was a thing were, he was. Trying, when they were trying to run the NWA uh, reboot, oh, and nobody yeah. cared. Yes, Cornette um, would, have been, uh, would have been attached to that. Yeah, so now Cornette has left the company. I don't know if he's, I don't think he's, I don't know if he's left the company. He might still be doing creative. I don't know. But he is no longer an on-screen manager um, for these two idiots, probably because the tag team sucks. Um, yeah, the fucking, fucking true. And, and this, this match, okay, well, you know, match this. I, honestly, this might be, box. this might be the most interesting, might have been the most interesting to watch Brawl for All fight yet. Yeah, okay. So they, they, they clearly evolved a little bit since the first Brawl for All match. We get a whole fucking like ref rules spot where, you know, we get the shot of the ref going, all right, boys, I want a clean match. No monkey business, no, no horseplay. Like, and then immediately after that, Bob pushes Bart in the back as he walks away. Yeah. Heel shit from Bob Holly. Are we going for an angle here, or is this like legit? I can't. I can't tell. Te- I can't tell because it's all supposed to be like shoot. Fighting. Yeah. So like, I can't yeah. tell if we're working an angle or Bob is just being an asshole. It could be either one. Know. Also, they 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 mentioned a standing eight count rule for the takedown thing. So I feel like, which I don't think they had in the first matches. I think, I think they, they realized how exploitable the meta was, and we're like, oh no. Yeah, we need to I don't. Fix this. I also don't remember that either. They have already patched out the meta. We got to find the new meta. Yeah, uh, which I think the new meta is just punching your opponent in the head. I think yeah, that's the that, new meta. Yeah, that literally is, and being the one who kind of starts doing that first, and then and then from there you're golden. Uh, we. I have also learned that uh, HBK has um has boxed with either Marty with with Marty Jannetty and or Triple H in hotel rooms. I guess. Probably both. There's a, there's a lot of because they're because commentary is all like oh they're a they're a tag team you think you know you think this is you know gonna affect like them hanging out back at the hotel and Sean's like oh you know it's no it's it's plenty common for for tag teams to fight like this back at the hotel so I'm just imagining him and Marty Jannetty getting into really dedicated boxing matches you know they're both high as fuck yeah <laughs> hey hey Marty I can take you get get over here motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Bob Holly makes me melancholy sign in the crowd. That was actually hey, kind of cute. Yeah, because hey, uh, I appreciate that. The 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 match is a lot of back and forth punching each other in the it's face. It's so boy. Yeah, this match makes me melancholy. Oh my god, it's so these matches are so worthless. I, oh. I respect that Bob and Bart both realize that they can't do takedowns, so they're not even going to attempt to do that. <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying to punch each other. Um, the yeah. huge booze as the first round ends. The crowd yeah. is so mad about this. The crowd does not give a shit. I am um, basically, it's, it's three rounds of Bart generally punching Bob more often than Bob punches Bart. And Bart yeah, and backing and, and backing Bob into corners. I'm genuinely uh, surprised Bob didn't get knocked out. Because I thought that, that was going to happen. Nah, I I highly doubt we're seeing this, any knockouts in this, this, in this fucking game. tournament. We are five matches deep, and there has been no knockouts. The thing that would undoubtedly be the most exciting thing that could happen. 
Oh it, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, because fucking in the second, in the second match, in the second brawl for all match of the night. Not to skip ahead, but Jr. or you know Lawler's sort of like, I really want to see someone get knocked out, and not. No, that's not. That's like, not I, going to happen. Like I think, I think they were hoping that this would be like a bunch of crazy knockout fights. No, because you're giving them three fucking one minute rounds. There's not enough time. There's not remotely. Also, high laser pointer. The laser point. I noted the laser pointer a few times, but yeah, the laser pointers are I here. Wonder, I do wonder why we don't see that shit anymore. Like today, I want to. Like, I want to believe the security checks for it. No, but it's it's not that hard to sneak in though. Like I feel like you could pretty easily still sneak a laser. I, I wonder. I wonder if it's, it would be less obvious in like the super high color HD. It could be TV. It could be, but either way. Also, like I. I, I noticed the, like, because they, they do the thing with the, so in order to be consistent with the clock now, with the timer, what they do is they bring it up on screen halfway through each round, so it's, like, starts at 30 seconds and counts down from there, which, like, I I, I doubt that it is, but the fact that they made me do, the fact that, that they do that made me wonder for a second if the timer was fucking worked, uh, which would be... I you want to talk about something getting worked? I, I got I got a thing to say. About yeah, that. yeah, but like, match. like for for a hot second, I had to wonder because fucking uh, because I could just see a scenario where where someone's watching like a brawl for all match that Brad Bradshaw's in, be like, man, Bradshaw seems to be like stuck out there for a weirdly long time, and Vince Russo's just standing there like, nah, nah, shh, just let it play out, just let it play out, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so at bart wins and after the match bob pie faces bart and just they start fighting the crowd pops oh, huge for this they are yeah. so excited to watch this part and we can you can hear bart calling bob a fucking dick a fucking piece of shit yeah so i is this work is this shoot i feel like it's a shoot <laughs> fucking Fucking work shoot shit. You know, I am here. I am with your work shoot take on this one, dude. Because I'm fucking pissed off that, like, this could potentially be an angle. Like, they've already, like, thrown up their hands. Like, in two, after two weeks, they're like, okay, we need to start working angles into our real fighting tournament. This is yeah. They've already they've already fucking given up. But I don't, but I don't know. And it pisses me off because I'm either watching a dumb fuck angle born out of this or I'm watching two men who's whose, like, partnership is literally imploding because of a dumb fuck boxing match. Two dudes who work themselves into a shoot. Yeah, literally. That That's that, uh, no greater epitome of that of that phrase than, than this shit right here. Again, if it is a shoot, I don't know. But, yeah, no, fucking none of these are even fights, man. Like, every single one of these matches has been so goddamn one-sided. I think the most even one, ironically, was JBL's, like, first match i think that was the most even-sided one like mm -hmm. all the rest have these are not this is just what every single one of these has been one dude just is flagrantly overpowering we are we are learning that wwf does not have 16 legitimate fighters on their roster no they i mean they barely have eight but you know yeah at least something um yeah all right so we thankfully move on well okay we I, I would say we thankfully move on, but this fucking this fucking next segment is even worse. We it's, needed the, we need to follow up on the DX blackface segment. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Jerry, as, which Jerry, which Jerry, which Jerry Lawler reiterates he thinks is fucking hilarious. 
This has got to be so weird for people who were who would if 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 I if, I can't imagine people watching through ninety eight but not knowing about the blackface segment. But if you happen to be someone watching through this stuff on Peacock, you have to be so fucking confused about everything that they're talking about in this segment because they are because of how Peacock already cut out the, the segment <laughs> they're talking about from the prior week. Um. But Jason Sensation is on commentary. He is an impressionist. He is not really a wrestler. Um, oh, and okay. I was, I was, okay. I was wondering about that. He never wrestles. Uh, I looked it up. He's never, he never wrestles. He's just that's, an impressionist. He's very okay. good though. He, yeah, yeah. Um, Jerry Lawler's like, do, 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 do Owen Hart again, and he does a pretty good Owen Hart impression. Uh, and then, and then he asks him to do. Bret Hart, which I didn't realize we were allowed to acknowledge well, existence in 98. Well, we'll see how that goes because he does Bret Hart and then Sean, Sean. Pops is like, who the hell is that? Some mid-carter? Uh, <laughs> the Montreal job was less yeah. than a year ago. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, then he does The Undertaker. He does. I, I will Michael. say, to, to, to hold it at the heart impressions for a second, I have to say, not only is he, like, good at the heart impressions, but mm -hmm. he even kind of looks like a heart like he could, it's he just could one have, of Stu's bajillion kids. Like, he could have been, been, been one of Stu's bastard kids. I, I see it legitimately. He looked like when he did the Brett impression, he just looked like young Brett, mm -hmm. um, which mm -hmm. is wild. He does take her, Sean, and stuff. Also, also well. I have I fucking when he's doing all these lines, the crowd's like, the, I swear to God, the crowd. I think like, they pipe the. I think they pop the audio. I think they 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 pipe the audio so the oh. crowd can hear him doing it. Uh, yeah, and I swear to God, the crowd's Pavlov training is kicking in because they're popping for Jason's impressions as if, like, any of these motherfuckers were actually, like, in the ring cutting these lines themselves. Like, like he does the Brett line, the, the best there ever was, yada yada. Uh, and and the, the audience, like, pops for it. Mm -hmm. they're, they're like, their Pavlov training is kicking in. They, they hear the pop line and they go, woof! Yeah. Um, Jason does a we yeah he does he does a very good taker too but for me it kind of starts to fall apart because he does he does an HBK impression that to me sounded like Vince and then he does a stone Sean Sean has a very Sean like he he does like the it's like Sean can kind of deep in his voice and yeah but, but the, but the thing is and he does a stone cold impression that to me sounds like Sean. <laughs> Which, 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 which then stands to reason, of course, that, uh, that, that if you were to do a Vince impression, it would sound like stone cold, bring it, bring it full circle. Uh, um, yeah, you, so, and then, but the backstage, if you, if, you want, if you want me to, if you want, want me to push this match, give me a hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, but backstage, the nation are, uh, uh, I'm gonna sneeze there. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Um, anyway, the nation yeah. are backstage talking about this and. The Rock says he's shockingly. Well, okay, shockingly, broadly, the 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 nation didn't take the blackface too well. No, they didn't. So they they all individually address the person who impersonated them. Mm -hmm. So the the Rock is like, I'm flat, I'm flattered, but ain't nobody, ain't nobody can ever be the people's champ. And then the the best line for like historical purposes is the Godfather being addressing billy gunn uh no see and he's like silly badass you want to be a pimp 
Well, I'm going to show you pimping ain't easy. Uh, and I was like, holy fuck. This is where he introduces that catchphrase. Oh, this my, is wait. where this comes from. From as a response to blackface, yeah, he's like uh, pimping ain't easy. That's gonna be Godfather's thing. Ah, uh, yes, if, I'm I'm so glad we got we got Godfather's catchphrase like that as positive fallout to the degeneration X blackface. Yeah, so Owen threatens to come down there and whoop Jason Sensation's ass, and Jason looks weird, looks a little. Oh, hesitant about it, but then Jerry Lawler is like, out. "Keep go, keep doing the Owen yeah. Hart attraction." Lawler, Lawler, Jason Sensation is concerned about getting his ass kicked by Owen Hart. Jerry Lawler's not, and he's like, "Keep giving me that that Owen Hart." I I just think that shit's so funny. So he keeps. Is, you know, I think I think I think my joke. favorite joke he invented here was like, "I know I'm late, but my nose got nose here got ten here minutes ago." Now, woo! Like, God. That like okay, like looking at it, I guess he has kind of a thicker nose. It bulges out on the bridge a bit more than I guess most people's do. But like, it's not that big. Like, why? It's not like some fucking Cyrano level nose. Why? Whatever. Um, like, Owen does in fact make good Owen, on his promise. He comes yeah. down, slaps the shit out of Jason, starts beating up Jerry Lawler, and then he throws <laughs> Jason in the ring and puts on the sharpshooter. And Jason sells that sharpshooter like it's a fucking Gitmo interrogation technique. My man looks like he's being put through brutal torture in this. It's in this so sharpshooter. it's so bad. The nation comes down to like get Owen to stop. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which I this was where this is a, this is a place where I noted kind of like you, uh, kind of like you did when we were uh, when we were in uh, fucking uh, uh, our last 2012 episode. You, you, you know, you're right. Young Billy really does just look like Colton Gunn. It's insane. Um, and then DX comes out to do the, some brawl. Yeah, so yeah, fucking messy endings abound. So now we have all of the nation there, and then of course since the nation's there, we gotta have DX there. And we cut to commercial on this. We cut back, and and Rock and Owen are in the ring. Which goddamn, Owen Hart and the Rock tag team together is actually like kind of a sick combo. Um, mm. and oh, to only to find out that who's their opponent tonight. The Degeneration X, of course. X Pac and Triple H. X Pac and so fucking so they kept Rock and Owen in ring, escorted DX to the back. Only Just so DX could do the entrance. Yeah, Just so okay. They could do the break it down. Dun, 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 I'm starting dun, dun, dun. to see. I'm starting to 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 see some weirdness on on tonight's like general card booking. But you know, we'll get there. Um. Also, Jesus Christ, I think the Degeneration X entrance video package is just giving me a, a fucking like stroke. That, you don't it, you don't like the you don't like the the the, the, the effect the intro it's thing they so do it's so it's so disorienting how they like they they get like a second of them actually walking down the ramp and then they like fucking cut flash to a bunch of other like dx shit like old clips and like general dx imagery and then they cut back to it it's so disorienting i felt like i was gonna start having a fucking seizure interesting interesting i'm i oh I, I enjoy i like that shit. i like i appreciate what they're going for but i'm like i sw you need a fucking flashing lights uh like warning at the beginning of the, at the beginning of episode because you're gonna give people gut you're gonna fucking trigger people's epilepsy holy shit mm -hmm. so they get in the ring like Pac and triple h don't even finish their entrance they just run in and start attacking 
uh, Owen, yeah. Owen and The Rock. During this early part of the match, JR announces that for fully loaded, it will be Rock versus Triple H in a two out of three falls match for the IC oh. title. It's title for title because it, The Rock's IC title and Triple H's European title. Oh, I didn't even realize. Oh, he he is packing. Yeah, I mentioned. I noticed that last time. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that okay. That actually sounds like it'll be pretty sick. Um, yeah. They they talk about. Uh, they mm-hmm. ask Sean whether or not he still has allegiance to DX, and Sean's like, Ah, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm just here. You know, I'm just here to call matches, and DX doing their own thing, and I don't yeah, fit why, into that. Why isn't he with DX right now? Um, be, I'm pretty sure they boot him out. Like. I'm pretty sure the in in story Triple H is like Sean's a weak little piss baby, and <laughs> we're doing a new thing with DX. So okay, right, I think it's right. all. I think it's also to kind of like de-emphasize like people who think that Sean was gonna like interfere in some way in all the oh, DX okay. shit that happens in this episode. That's fair. So kind of being like, nah, he is not with this group anymore. Don't. don't. But but he does comment on individual members of DX, and when talking mm-hmm. about China, he he extols her virtues supposedly by saying a hard woman is a is a good find. What what is what does that mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> that's a good question. Then I'm afraid I, I don't have an answer. That's to. really like I can't tell if that's like a fucking transphobic China has a joke even though china's no i don't know no like a reversal of like a good woman is hard to find or like i think that i think that's i think that i think the hardest because she's so muscular i don't think yeah i don't think he was being transphobic okay it's got layers but the layers are stupid i would be a little disappointed if sean was being mean like that to triple h's girlfriend i would i would be a little disappointed in old sean oh are they oh they're a thing they were they were dating they were dating until triple h ended up getting together with stephanie wait they were actually dating yes they were oh. they were an irl couple until oh. triple h started dating stephanie oh for some reason i thought china was gay okay new cool. list i did not i have not i've not watched but i have heard i did not hear about china doing a porno with x-pac to get it mistaken that 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 uh that triple that china is gay wait the porno she did was with x-pac one of them was yeah what is okay um I, you know oh, what yeah, i china, mean good, china, good on china, them but china but and triple what? h dated from 96 to 2000 they dated for like four years what the f- okay well shit that's that's interesting um Speak also th- interesting again x-pac and china did the porno thing yes and speaking of X-Pac, man, fucking Sh- Sh- Sean Waltman could have been a fucking main eventer completely effortlessly. And it's such a shame he to see him. So he, he was so good. He was. And it's he such got, a he shame kinda, he kinda like, got He kind of got pigeonholed as this in, in the Dolph Ziggler role of like, you can have a good match with anybody. So that's what we're going to have you do. You're just going to wrestle good matches with people. And that's it. Which sucks because, like, when he was doing the whole one, two, three kid shit in the new generation, like, mm-hmm. it felt like he was gonna like become a big main eventer. But, but now he's X Pac and he's stuck in the fucking mid card being a DX crony, mm-hmm. and I feel so bad because my man could have like been up there with the legends. He could. He. I mean, I guess he still is, but he could have been a. T- I yeah, but like a top guy, he could have been like a top fucking guy. Uh, he could have been like I don't like I don't know probably the best comparison I you know especially especially when 
especially when like guys like Kurt Angle and Eddie and Chris Benoit get in there and suddenly like being like a good wrestler can you can actually be a top guy being a good technical wrestler yeah like he could have slotted in perfectly when those guys started I almost call him like the, the Jeff Hardy of his day a little bit um maybe it's not like a but like he he's he's cruiserweight enough and he's kind of got that similar like you know, firebrand flippy shit, but also like good with technical skills mm. too. Like, uh, he's got a lot of that going for him. Um, and it, it this this is a this is a decent match, I guess. But again, I like, got, I, went, I went I went nuts for the people's elbow. The Rock did the people's elbow. You know, remove the, the turn, the, yeah. Throw the turn, turn the elbow pad. Da, 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 the, the move, the, the move he invented to get to get Undertaker to laugh. Yeah, to fuck to get the boy to get the boys in the back to laugh at him. But then, honestly, he's so charismatic when he did it, it became like everyone's yeah. favorite move. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, like, uh, and of course, there's some shenanigans. Triple, yeah, okay. Eight, the like, shenan- yeah, the shenanigans is like rock ref the triple h tries to interfere and the ref turns to look at him so rock punches x-pog in the dick and then china gets on the apron and is like hey wait a minute how dare the, how dare the rock cheat like that and yes. the refs while dealing with her then triple h gets his european title hits rock in the head with it yeah uh, so so rock and so rock and x-pog are both down and then yeah. fucking x-pog rolls over to get the pin on well, the rock well That's- what x-pog goes to tag triple h the rock gets up and knocks triple h off the apron mm-hmm. rock turns around x-pog hits the x factor which is basically like you jump up grab somebody by the head and slam them down he yeah. hits the x factor and pins the rock I thought, oh shit! I thought it was like they were both like they were both knocked down at this point, and then he just fucking rolls. He tries over. to he tries to roll over and cover, but Rock kicks out of that. Oh, oh, that was earlier in the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah fucking yeah. X, oh, that's even fucking crazier. X Pac hits his finisher on the Rock and 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 pins him and gets the dub. That's so but it's so bizarre to see goddamn X Pac who did not get to be a did not get a main event push like he probably deserved get get a, a fucking pinfall on the rock also just want to point out i also want to point out that xbox attire is like bright red and black and it is the exact attire that he is he wears in wwe 2k23 oh really yeah it's the exact oh, same nice. attire as xbox and i was like hey hey hey, hey. i know that look anyway, oh, after the, after the match triple h like grabs xbox and gets out of there and he's like suck it and yeah, every everybody's cheating is is the moral of this story. No, there are no there are no faces here, only heels. Yeah, and then we backstage we see Jacqueline feeling up Mark Marrow because guess what? It is time for a Mark Marrow match. Mark Marrow and match. here and Sable is apparently going to be on commentary. Oh boy, I'm sure it'll go just as well as it did last. Oh, time. I wrote I wrote significant oh. numbers of commentary notes. <laughs> oh, I did too. Oh, okay. I did too. Also, one side note before we get into this: Why the fuck is Mead School Supplies sponsoring? Dumb I also note that I was like five me five star notebooks is sponsoring the Attitude Era WWF. They they know what the kids were into. They they you know as much as we wanted to fucking moral panic about it, we knew what the kids were watching every single you know, Monday night. I you know like it's like 
the story of the ad too, they always, people always talk about like the sponsorship loss that comes from being moving to a TV 14 product. And I'm sure their opportunities were a little bit lower or at the very least, like the opportunities they have now of like Kmart and Fruity Pebbles would yeah. not happen in the 90s in the Attitude Era. With the Wait, TV aren't they TV product. 14 again though nowadays? No, no, they're still TV PG. Oh shit, I thought the PG era ended a no, while. No, they're still P TV PG. Oh, fuck. So, like, I'm sure that, like, some and Snickers probably, they might not have Snickers if they didn't have, if they weren't PG again. But, like, yeah. you, like, watch these Attitude Era shows, and certainly some of these sponsors are a little sketch. Like, Stacker 2 and JVC Kaboom Boxes. Oh, my um, God. But then, like, they got also dual subwoofers, Austin. <laughs> sure. But then they're also sponsored by, like, Skittles and... Five, meets five-star school supplies it's and it's like star. and like it's not like it's not like wcw was doing that much better they're one of their top sponsors was like castro gtx so the you know fuck even is that? that's motor oil um, oh my god so it's like it's not like so it's like it, i feel like it's a little bit overblown like the sponsorship that they had sponsorship issues in the 90s even if i will admit some of their bigger sponsors today would probably not be a part of their product if they were still TV 14. Yeah, well, they got a school supply sponsor. So, like, mm -hmm. me, you know what? Me, Mead's making the, the money moves here. They Again, they know they know what the kids are really watching. And they're yeah. like, well, you can't beat them. Join them. Okay, so Sable comes out for commentary. And oh, Jim, Jerry God. Lawler goes, now, oh, JR, let me show you how to talk to a woman. And yeah, like, and, and Jerry, Sable already don't... seems thrilled to be here. I, I can't imagine having any like I don't I don't know Sable personally. Maybe she did enjoy this, but yeah, it's hard for and... me to imagine enjoying sitting at commentary while three different men just hit on you for the entire yeah. match. I know um, fucking J Jr. getting in on this too is I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. So my though my the funny I think the funniest line here is as Sable is coming to commentary, Jr. J Jerry Lawler pipes up with, "Well, last time I saw her, I was dreaming." And then Jim Jim uh, Ross immediately goes, "Well, how did the dream end?" And Jerry Lawler goes, "Huh? What? What is that?" And then Sean pipes in with, "Prematurely." <laughs> <laughs> i hate this oh god oh what as, else as um, sable is sitting down at the desk sean is like hey jennifer i just want to let you know everything i say about sable is a joke he is talking to his wife at home <laughs> oh my god i missed that yeah oh my god yeah fucking so so they're asking Sable. So I guess it fully loaded. Sable and Jacqueline, who's who's the Mark bikini Claros contest. Table. I talked about that in the front half. Bikini okay, contest. okay, yes, yes, the bikini contest. All right, yes. She's talking about the bikini contest, and she's like, "Do you remember the bikini I wore for the last pay per view? For the, the Slammys award? For, for the, the Slammy award? Yeah, yeah. The the bikini for fully loaded is gonna make that the the Slammys bikini look like an evening gown." And in a response. To this. Sean at the end of the table just starts going, Mama, Mama. Mama. Uh, I'm he, also, so he also tells uh, him not to wear anything complicated, if you know what oh, I mean. Oh my God. No, it's just a joke, honey. It's fine.
fine. I don't want to fuck Sable. All right. No, no, no. Here's all. all right. Here's every Mark. single dirty thought. I hate it. So Mark Marrow, Mark Marrow, and Steve Blackman are coming out for a match, and Jerry Lawler then pipes in, "Hey, can I have your autograph, Sable, with your phone number on it?" Oh my god! And then oh my okay. god! And then Jim. Uh, oh, yeah, so, so it's fucking Mark Merrow versus Steve Blackman, which is which. May I remind you is a is a reprise matchup of the fucking first ever Brawl for All match. But this and is nobody an actual, cares. Like, no, nobody gives a shit. It's 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 Merrow versus Blackman, but it's wrestling this time. And I I was like, you know, I wonder if they'll give Merrow his dignity back after being made to. I wonder if they're doing this so what? like Merrow can look like a little less of a chump after what? he's not like meta exploited. You haven't you haven't watched enough Attitude Era to actually believe that was gonna happen. No, I I haven't. And well, I thought maybe like I was because I was like, why the fuck else are they doing this? Because because they they're clearly they're clearly understanding the issues already with the brawl for all like the like fucking the writers are clearly starting to already see the holes in this and one of the holes they must have seen is like oh wait this makes some of our guys look like complete chumps if they can't hold their own in a fucking boxing match uh so so they're clearly gonna like give marrow a dignity win here right nope clearly going for just uh well okay we'll, we'll 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 get to the result but fucking uh i will say commentary does take a break from hitting on uh sable to hit on jacqueline instead uh as hbk calls her sexy sexy as chocolate i think he said Stop. sexual chocolate and the thing couldn't fucking and the and the the captions got it wrong i heard i heard like as somewhere in there so maybe he said sexual as chocolate either way so they're like stealing mark henry's future gimmick or like something yeah uh, you know what it's it's weird and it's racist but at least it's not blackface at least it's, hey. I, and I hate i hate that's a qualifier that i can use all right hey also at one point, Jim Ross asked Sable for her, what her professional relationship is with Vince McMahon, uh, to which she is like, I'm not at liberty to say. Mm. And Sean pipes in and asks, hey, just level with me. Is Vince my competition? Because I'll knock him out if I have to. I swear to God. Oh, my God. Shut, shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Um, also, the, the thing we actually do see, like, fucking... Uh, oh yeah, the crowd gives so little a shit they about this They start for Sable. Don't worry Sable. about that. Yeah. Um, also, the thing that does get Sable actually activated is like talking about Jacqueline because even though she's you know very relieved to not be like Blackman's valet or Mar Mark Marrow's valet anymore, uh, she seems very annoyed at Jacqueline's general existence. Uh, and I'm not exactly sure what angle they're going for here. If they're like, oh, she's secretly jealous or what. But she gets very mad. And she and Jacqueline have a little bit of a duke out ahead of their fucking yeah. bikini contest. Which, it's actually, fully loaded. Which, which actually plays into how this match ends. So the referee, for reasons, goes to try to break up Jacqueline and Sable. About to, who are about to start a fist fight over at the commentary table. Yeah, And this gives Mark Mayer the opportunity to punch Blackman in the dick. And then he hits the TKO on him. And Marimera probably could have won off of that. But don't worry, he still manages to fuck this up as he tries to set up Jacqueline to do a top rope move, which I don't know how he thinks the ref's not going to see that. Uh, but 
Sable knocks Jacqueline off the top rope. And so she lands crotch first into the ropes and black. And then all this lets Blackman have time to get up, hit Marrow with a bicycle kick and Blackman, Steve Blackman wins. They don't even give Mark Marrow the dub. Oh my God. What was the point of this match? To continue to build to Sable v. Jacqueline. And they just do okay. Okay, fine. It was so but you could have put Mark Merrow up against anybody. Why did it have to be against the man who made him look like a chump a couple weeks ago? Because we continuity, you know? Because they wrestled two weeks ago. Wrestled. Oh, I hate it. Um, so we get a backstage little clip of Paul Bearer talking to Kane and Mankind. For some reason, Paul has his jacket off and is, like, tying a tie. Did he just get out of, like, a fucking steamy affair with somebody? Why is he, like, partially undressed? He was dressed fully when he came out earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Why is he now, like, redressing from being undressed? Did they just... Did the three of them have, like, a little, you know, fun little side tryst? Like, what's the judgment awkward moment? I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. I sure hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's the New Age Outlaws versus Kane and Mankind for the tag belts. Um, Road Dog has the weirdest intro line of, we could be ice cubes, we made them red hot gold. I don't know yeah, what you're I didn't. I didn't get that. But then um, Road Dog does the entrance. Ladies and gentlemen, say, boys and girls. I will say, Jesse knowledge. James, Road Dog Jesse James does have a, he has a, like phenomenal Mike voice. He he's got like a legitimately like like Michael Buffer tier. I I can say I, I think I like his voice better than 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 Buffer honestly. Uh, and all of a sudden like Billy Gunn joining up with the acclaimed makes a ton of sense. Like he's just I guess he's just conditioned to stick with people who come to the ring on Mike. You know. It's all yeah, sudden, he he remembers uh, speaking being continuity. Like, he remembers two words, suck it, and now it's like scissor me, daddy ass, and he's like yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's like oh, this feels like home. Um, I, I do love, I have to, I have to say, I love the incongruity of like goofy comedy characters having to go up against creepy monster heels. There's just a certain like mm-hmm. whimsy to it. So yeah, yeah so like, Kane like and Mankind, Road Dog and Billy Gunn are just a couple of like juvenile dickheads and they're yeah. facing like, a, like, they're facing a demon monster and a weirdo and like a, a deranged weirdo. A violent weirdo. Yes. Um, and, uh, but then, oh, t- but then Taker comes out too. Ooh. Again, Taker are the, comes out are now. The, are the New Cahoots Age Outlaws and... on Taker's payroll? Wait, God, probably not, Wait. but God, I wish. Any, anyone could be on anyone's payroll. Anyone could be, we, oh my God. This is, this Austin, this is where like this shit starts to metastasize and really piss me off. Okay. Um, so like, um, it, it's, it's funny too, because the match starts. And I actually like c- kind of was getting down with it to start like the 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 new age outlaws were actually like holding their own. They're working. They're against... working the injured shoulder of mankind, the one that yeah. landed that fe- that landed in the announce table when he fell from the cell. Yeah, which I, I I forgot to mention this. The first match they were putting they were, commentary was rightfully putting over just how metal Taker versus Mankind and Hell in a Cell was based. You love to mm-hmm. see it, uh, but yeah, no. So like the Outlaws are actually kind of holding their own, and it's a decent match for a few minutes uh, until we get D D Generation X and the Nation fighting down well, the ramp. First, Owen and the Rock come out first, 
and they like do the thing of like we're coming for the belt motions and they're just like standing there watching it menacingly and at one point uh basically okay basically kane is like the hot tag guy like they beat up on mankind and then kane shows yeah. up and two on ones the whole group but then um everyone starts hitting their finishers except dx have now run out to brawl with the nation yeah because the then, nation's out here now too even though this this should have nothing to do with the nation like i guess dx is involved but this is not this is a completely different story yeah but so nation and is when, still what coming happens, back out too yeah and then what happens is d-lo manages to get into the ring and do a splash with that damn chest protector on uh, and hit road dog uh so kane then has an opportunity to hit a tombstone on road dog to win the tag titles yeah so is the fucking nation on the kane payroll is i think is, i think they're now is, they're just getting i think they're just getting revenge for the black is, is dx a nate is dx versus nation a goddamn proxy war for taker versus kane or whatever what it's happening why is it and there's the whole kane and taker might be into cahoots shit too pepe sylvia pepe sylvia this whole box is pepe sylvia i'm pretty sure it's just kane and undertaker cahoots and everything else everything else is just other people interfering because they have other beefs okay tangentially related to the match okay that might be true this 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 might have been part of the david is tired so i'm just like everybody's in cahoots at this point why not but even without like them trying to do an everybody's actually in cahoots thing why is this entire episode just the just the kane crew taker dx and nation like it's just the same combo getting reiterated throughout the entire fucking episode with with only slight deviances for goddamn brawl for all shit and a dumb fuck marrow blackman fight like oh my god this uh like okay i i understand that these were the top guys of the company and we'll get austin this is essentially this is essentially the entire mid and upper card yeah so like i get that but also like holy shit this episode is so fucking one note because it's the same like it's the same two storylines colliding with different combinations the entire episode and the the only and the only deviances we get from that are a boring wrestling matches and two especially fucking boring bad boxing matches i feel so bad for this fucking sold out live new york audience dude holy shit they love this shit they Um, love it but like oh my god this is like the 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 rest of the locker room why does might as well not fucking exist well to be fair the rest of the locker room also all suck so like i who i i like that in the sense that i don't have to see draws or the road warriors or the doa this is fair. This is fair. But like, I don't know, man. Just something about it rubs me the wrong way. And maybe this is just me being grumpy for being grumpy's sake. But like, I, so, something about it, just like the fact that it's like just the same two storylines just bumping into each other this whole goddamn episode really fucking tired me out. So a- after the match at backstage, Triple H is like pleading with Vince McMahon. And he's like, you need to take control of this. I mean, you make a hell of a referee. You're a jack guy. If you can do it, if you have to. 
Yeah, Please which is so fun. Which is so funny because like Triple H is is he is rightly lampshading how shit refs are in wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, to to imply that he himself does not take advantage of that fact, I feel like yeah. this can very easily come bite him on the ass. So uh, Vince, so he's like, so he's like, you guys need to do something about it. And Vince's like, I'll I'll take some, th- I'll give it some thought. Mm. All right, then our next match, the match that you forgot happened apparently. Too much and talking oh, yeah, to versus Ty and Ty. Okay, um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, fucking Taka yeah, Taka... is still the light heavyweight champion. If anyone cares, <laughs> I mean, I do, but the, the Fed doesn't. And um, he's he's tagging with too much. Yeah, it is the precursor of too cool. It's the same group, but uh, Scott Taylor, who is Scotty Too Hotty, and Brian oh. Christopher, who is um, Grandmaster Sexay. Oh, um, okay. But too much is it's been understood to me that they're an ambiguously gay duo but not enough i've not seen enough of them to make a judgment call on how well that comes across that's well that's what billy and chuck are for a little bit later they're much more explicitly ambiguously gay this is this is true uh and of course they're facing off against kai and ty and the crowd goes mild okay uh, so Shawn Michaels compares this idea to the World Cup, and then him and Jerry Lawler just shit on soccer for being boring. Yeah, yeah, that was so weird. I was like, okay, they're gonna make World Cup references, and I'm not gonna get any of them. And that, and then they just start being like, yeah, you know, I the the, the three things I watched this weekend, I alternated between watching the World Cup, watching paint dry, and watching grass grow. And I'm like. You know, I also don't follow soccer, but, like, it also kind of feels mean to be, like, fucking soccer is boring. Especially mm-hmm. especially on a show that has the audacity to have the fucking brawl for all. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't start. I made, I made a note back on the fucking cahoots, because I, because the saw on commentary, they come yeah. back to the pain. Anyway, okay, honestly, this match was kind of sick for being a two-minute sprint match. Like, yeah, well, that's the thing, it's like, it was all right, but it couldn't get a lot of a lot of super athletic dudes being just being allowed to do whatever yeah i didn't even do spot by spot call notes here because they were going too fast and too furious yeah um apparently taka's claiming to be americanized now yeah i thought that was fucking weird i I, Um, he saw the fucking japanese flag on his braces so what culturally insensitive bullshit is vince on this time yeah the match lead to yeah Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So the match ends because Scott Taylor accidentally pushes Taka Michinoku. So Taka drop kicks him, and then Dick Togo hits a top rope splash for the dub. Yeah, um, dysfunction at the junction. And here. then afterwards, Brian Christopher starts beating Taka's ass. But then the real story begins as hello, ladies. Wait. Yeah, I so saw Val Kai Venus, and Taika, and I was like, God fucking damn it. So Val Venus gets on the ramp. And first of all, this is when I first made note of the laser pointers. Um, oh, no. I Yeah, no, I didn't And know then Val says he realized two things from last week. One, number one, I was wrong. And number yep. two, no man should ever, ever mess with another man's wife. Wow, and what a very sincere apology. I'm sure so this is not going to blow up in, in Yamaguchi-san's face at all. 
So with that in mind, I would like to offer you my most, my most deepest, sincere apology. Yeah. At that moment, I I realized what was about to happen. Yeah. And okay. I said, we need to. Oh no. We need to break this oh, no. down beat by beat because what comes? Do next we? Okay. Is, what comes next, Austin? It's it's beyond God. It's 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 beyond words for me. It's like I I need to like break it down bit by bit to wrap my head around it. Okay, so here's the order of operations. So to to make amends, Val promises to show Yamaguchi-san his newest video. Which again, keep in mind, Val Venus is in theory in in the theory of kayfabe a porn star. Right, right now apparently not, not a very successful one if he's got to do this wrestling shit yes he's debuting a new po porno right now on raw and on live tv but it's it's to apologize to yamaguchi-san and it okay. is okay uh, it's, it's called the, the rant the land of the land rising Venus, which pissed me off because it's like i'm sure you could have come up with an actual pun that works with the land of the rising sun yeah but and you didn't and okay we cut this okay, video and val and, and he is in bed getting a blowjob moaning and they pixelated in a way that just everywhere yeah okay so they they so they censor out what is clearly just the sheet <laughs> just the blankets yeah they're like it, not even because not even we can't even it's not just because of context clues that you can tell that you literally can see part of the sheet and then like down it further it's censored and what's below the sensor is the same color as the sheet like it's a it's a like the sheets are maroon this is not flesh color we just see pixelated maroon yeah why why is it pixel and and Sean Michaels says, why don't they censor out the agents? I don't know what the fuck that even well, I feel, was. I, feel, I don't know what he's trying. I, I, like, I don't know he was trying joke he was trying to make when he said that. I don't anyway. know. I, 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 I will say earlier, like during the match, he called, he says like he wouldn't trust Taka Mishinoku with anything, which like, I don't understand if I don't, is there any reason to distrust Taka? Cause, cause okay. Cause it feels like Sean kind of being like, a, you know, those sneaky Asians. And I wouldn't put it past him if he said, he, why don't they censor out those Asians? I, I'm i not fully he said, he said agents. Uh, and I don't know what he... I don't know. I, I will, because I don't know. I don't know. But uh, but anyway, so fucking, uh, of course... Uh, so, so The so, reveal yeah, of who was giving him a blowjob was Mrs. Yamaguchi-san. Yamaguchi-san, of course. And Sean, Sean calls her mama too, which who hurt you and why was it your mother? Um, I, I wonder, I really have to wonder if Mrs. Yamaguchi-san gave consent before porn of her was shown in a, in a packed arena I, and on live TV. I, I want to believe that because I don't want to acknowledge the possibility that she didn't. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, Yamaguchi-san takes it well. No, uh, yeah. So now begins Val the first sense of Val Venus's greatest character move, which is doing a porno with the other wrestler's significant other. He will do oh, this so many more than once. We're, we're seeing so many important origin points tonight for people's characters. Him 
at doing Him a porno with Mrs. Yamaguchi-san. Oh my and... god, yeah. Um, so he asks her if she found the remote, and she's like, uh-huh. And and we then he then has a line in the in the porno that goes Sayonara Yamaguchi. No, no, no. Before he says that, he says, You can't climb over buildings or nothing, but then again, maybe you can't. What? I don't know. I thought he was trying to do a really bad Godzilla call up, but like, I don't fucking know. I like, I thought Spider Man maybe, and clearly, like, his cock is supposed to be the building that she climbs, but uh-huh. like, what is, what is the, like, what's the context? I don't get it. Uh, and then he proceeds to on mic tell Yamaguchi san. When they get a taste of the big Balboski, they never come back. That doesn't even that's rhyme. A, that's a self-own, honestly. It's like so... I get I get what he's meaning is they never he's come back to, to their they never old... come back to their husbands. Right, but it sounds like he's saying they never come back to Val. <laughs> like they have sex with Val Venus once and never <laughs> ever go do it again. <laughs> They find my dick so disgusting that they can't even look me in the eye afterward. Yeah, okay. So Val just pieces um, out while Kai and Tai holds Yamaguchi back. And um, we just move on. Next segment. I I need to point out, Yamaguchi is having a full tantrum in the middle of the ring. Like, he is on his back, kicking his legs, screaming. Which you know what I would too if my significant other fucking slept with Valvina with 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 the WWF's worst porn star, um and yeah. Anyway, so um, Vince McMahon is out now. Okay, moving on. Let's get back to the business. Let's get back to business. Yeah, there's some there's some line I can't. I, there's some line I can't remember if it's at the end of this this last segment or if it's the beginning of this current segment. Lawler says something about. That's a bigger lie than CNN told about that nerve gas. I think he was talking. I think he was. I think he was still on the cahoots bullshit. Okay, like, that's a bigger lie. Like the idea that they're oh. not in cahoots. That's okay. a bigger lie than CNN so, told about those gas leaks. What, what I need to know what that reference was. Ninety-eight um, national news to figure out what Jerry Lawler was. Yeah, nineteen ninety-eight nerve gas. Let's see. I need to find this out. Oh, CNN retracts report that the U.S. used nerve gas. Um, uh, the cable news network executive yesterday retracted the network's report. The United States military used lethal wep- lethal sarin nerve gas in a secret 1970 mission in Laos with the intention of killing American defectors. Okay. Um, Neo. Neo. Thank you, Lawler, for that, that reference that we really needed in the middle of a goofy-ass episode of Raw. Yeah, so... Vince McMahon is coming out and and Jerry asks Sean his opinion on Vince and Sean it can be some Sean says a lot to say that he doesn't like Vince but he ends it with yeah you know Vince I call him Richard but Dick for short <laughs> so uh, Vince yeah. introduces the most demonic twisted soul in the history of the WWF the Undertaker Taker makes like his third entrance this of is the, the night. third yeah. entrance of the this show is literally this ep- this whole episode is take a shot every time somebody re-enters the 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 ring and you'll be dead in two hours yeah so 
Van, the laser pointers on Taker in the entrance. Um, oh yeah, I did. So, I, I see. The only time I caught the laser pointer was during the B for A. Vince. Um, Vince basically just Vince. Basically Vince like Vince he tells up Undertaker and like how much how he'll do anything to become WWF champion. But he but Vince wants to know if Taker did it all on his own or with the help of his brother. Okay. Well here, so, 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 so here I need to break this down a little bit more because so Vince says, Vince tells Taker that he's a sick sadistic bastard and never lets anyone get in his way. And that makes Vince incredibly horny. Um, he also says that Kane disguise was genius. No, it wasn't. You fooled everyone. I'm still baffled that he did, including me. I'm, and I'm not easy to fool. And, to quote uh based HBK here, well <laughs> well <laughs> yes, but so, yes, Pepe Silvia, Pepe Silvia, are you Vince, and Kane and Cahoots? Vince is like you have refused to answer questions from everyone else, but you won't refuse Mr. McMahon. To which Taker proceeds to refuse says, Mr. McMahon. Says, where he goes, he says, you, you want, want an answer? Goes, you which, can which, go oh my god, hell. oh my god. I, I so wanted him to do a few good men homage when he did that. I want this to evolve into Taker going, You can't handle the truth. I I you want he goes, you want an answer, you can go to hell. Which I wrote, yeah, I guess I don't know what I expected. Yeah, it doesn't um, quite have the same ring as you can't handle the truth. Stone Cold is here. Yeah, finally, uh, he's coming out in an admittedly cool baseball style Austin 316 shirt. I would actually buy that merch. Yeah, I, I actually get down with so, that. Stone Cold gets in the ring, immediately turns to Vince, and he goes, well, Undertaker just told you to go to hell. You can spin your little ass around, and I'll kick you and give you a head start. Oh, yeah, buddy. You love to see it. We always love Stone Cold shitting on Vince. Also, what the fuck is it with WWE top guys and jorts? That's just the style of the '90s, baby. Well, it's clearly the style of of well, even. No, well, fucking... people don't. Well, people make fun of Cena for the shorts, but you know, yeah. '90s. This is this is the hot stuff right here. Like, I know it's kind of just Cena and 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 Austin that do the shorts, but like, still, you know, two nickels and all that. All right, um, so. Basically, Stone Cold is like, we're on the highway to hell. So no, don't like, manifest biker taker. Stop it. They that that's the that's the tagline of SummerSlam '98. In fact, the theme song they get ACDC to do for the theme song "Highway to Hell." That's He's like, true. "There's a roadblock with us as partners, and Stone Cold wants to know if it's going to be you and me against two opponents, or if it's going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin against three opponents. I want to know." Where your head's at, and Taker and, tells uh, t- tells Austin to go to fuck himself too. Him. Yeah, yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like I'm, I'm not telling either of you shit. Fuck you. And, and then D, then DJ X shows up. Break it down. Um, so take another shot out here, and he's like, I know everybody wants some answers, but we also want some answers about whether the out the New Age Outlaws will get their rematch for the tag team titles tonight they're lobbying for a same night this is okay this is the shit that really bugged me was them lobbying for a same night rematch just just sure why not not take a week to prepare why do you be like i need it back right now in in an episode where we're just giving audiences a bunch of matches that they don't give a shit about why not just give them a retread of a match they already saw this is where this shit really starts to bug me and, like, goes bad. It, this is where it advances from me just being grumpy about, like, seeing all these guys doing a storyline that I kind of don't care about, even though everybody at the time cared about it, to why? Wh- who's who's 
galaxy brain idea was it to just do the same matchup twice in one night? Why? Why is this is where I'm like, this shit's too repetitive. Stop objectively. Stop it. Okay. So Triple H is like, before you give me that answer, I'll go ahead and tell you the answer is yes, they will get the tag tag yeah. and basically Triple H flexes his future booking skills. As yeah. He's like, you'll get and like you'll give us the tag title match tonight. And here's why is because you'll find also you'll find out whether Taker and and Kane are in cahoots because there's going to be three referees, one on yeah. the inside and two special enforcers on the outside, Stone Cold and The Undertaker. Yeah, Triple H lays out the, he gets like a fucking Agatha Christie tier, let's solve this mystery once and for all plan going. Mm. Um, and like, yeah, where he's like, we can figure out if Taker and Kane are in cahoots by kind of making Taker a special referee in a Kane match. Mm -hmm. um, kind of. Uh, and Vince, of course, uh, is immediately going along with it. Damn, damn this Hunter guy has pretty good ideas for wanna, how to run shit around I kind of want to throw out the fact that this segment probably happened at around 9.15 to 9.30. And yeah. I bring that up because I ask, what would the main event of this show have been if this entire no argument hadn't happened oh see that's the th uh, see i i've i've long since abandoned asking that question when it comes you see, to that because i, I get that never have any i am calling this out for how late in the show this happened this, this happened this happened like two-thirds of the way into the show minus commercials this shit so, usually does yeah you're right this shit usually does kind of like open the show or like yeah, or come like around the halfway point no mm -hmm. later yeah, we were yeah like, we like deep into the show and we settled this. Also, for the record, I want to say that Hunter's idea here is fucking stupid. It is very like, flawed, as we'll see the, in the actual like, main event. Well, see, the, the thing that my immediate thought turned out to actually not come to fruition. But, like, there's the idea that, like, you know, Taker could just, like, lie here. He could just not help Kane in order to help his own optics. Like this is not a it's not a foolproof plan. It's uh, kind of stupid. I mean, which, ex which which explains why Vince was so goddamn keen on it. Also, I mean, I you forget one thing, David, is that all wrestlers are really fucking stupid, and so Undertaker does not attempt to ensure his optics are what are look good in the match later. He doesn't yeah, even try. But, yeah, but uh, but but then also he's creating the possibility that. Taker cheats and helps Kane and just lets Kane and mankind fucking uh, retain anyway. Well, but the other way, we'll find out, won't we? Um, uh, yeah, but this is not uh, not foolproof. So, not okay, so anything. Vince loves the idea, and then Triple doesn't. H is he's like, well, since we got what we want, we got two words for you, Vince. Suck it. Suck it. And then yeah. Vince well, see, that's the thing. It's fucking fucking Vince, like. Vince, who last week or like two, yeah, last week got all goddamn up in arms about the fact that that Taker was declaring himself uh, the uh, the the number one contender, all of a sudden puts up zero resistance and is in fact very enthusiastic to the idea that Hunter just like books the fucking main event and all the stipulations for it. What what is Vince's okay? Okay. All right. Back next, to the friend, baby. The brawl for all is back. Dan the Beast Severn versus the Godfather, and we give. Man, so I hate that. I hate that for me. The brawl for all is a fucking reprieve on this episode. Like they don't, and they they give so little of a shit. They don't even air them entering entering the ring. 
Oh, I know. I know. So this match is kind of boring, and Jerry Lawler appropriately calls out that, like, the gloves make it hard for Dan Severn to put in submission moves, which is his whole thing. His whole thing, yeah. Um, anyway, basically, uh, the, uh, basically the, Severin is going for the fucking like takedown meta. Takedowns. Okay, yeah. So after the first round, Severin's apparently up five nothing, and basically Severin grapple fucks the Godfather, and basically, and then what ends up happening is the ref keeps yelling at Dan Severin for refusing to break the hold. So it's like this feels like an angle now. It feels like we're doing an angle here. Of Dan Severn just refusing to break the holds. I don't understand. I don't understand, but okay. Hell, the ref yells at Severn and penalizes him for it. What that even means, I don't know. Um, uh, I made two back-to-back notes here. The crowd boos this display of grappling dominance. They they start chanting, we want wrestlers. No, I read it. We want wrestling chants. Is that not what Dan Severn is doing? He is trying to give you wrestling, to be fair. But oh my God, this shit was such a blatant failure. Okay, And like, you you know what I really noticed about the Brawl for All Mm. during this match? Like, not only could the crowd not give less of a shit, this feels like obligatory on all fronts. I feel like the wrestlers don't know what to actually do. Yeah, and like nobody, it does nobody. It doesn't feel like anybody involved has any passion for this. Like the and 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 like they changed the lights to be like I guess more like boxing match like where it's just light lit in the ring and everything else is dark. Which I don't Mm -hmm. fully know why they do that. Um. But, like, if it's to make it look more like a boxing match, I don't know what boxing matches looked like on TV in that day. Or mm-hmm. if it's, like, to make it be, like, oh, this is a special attraction. Because I can tell you fucking nowadays at house shows, they'll do the lights like that for, like, title matches. So I know they like, I know the Fed has a fucking precedent for doing lights like that for, like, special attractions or whatever. But, like, th- this literally, this almost feels like they had to, like, but this is this feels so disconnected from everything it almost feels i i could see this being a thing where like they they had to use a bit of like the space and time during a raw taping to sneak in taping for a completely unrelated show there's no care here for anything it's pure obligation because the only people who wanted this shit were vince and vince this is such a blatant failure bro yeah so Okay, the unofficial results after the second round is Godfather is winning 10 to 5. Yes. And then we get the third round, and it ends when Sever with a Severn announces the winner. And I question the math on this because the only things I see Dan Severn do is he does a couple of like takedowns at the leg, but I don't yeah. really know if that was if that counted or not. Apparently I think, I think it did. Yeah, Which no, I was like, this feels the- half worky, is what I'm yeah, saying. I'm they, they, I'm concerned they worked the results of this match. They tried to like, well, it's either that or they like tried to patch the takedown meta and just failed. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. Dan Severn is the winner. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Either way, we so we have two potential works on either of the brawl for all matches tonight because we, we are already delving into works 
we're okay, abandoning yes. we're we're abandoning the entire conceit of the brawl for all just because like the audience feels ripped the fuck off every time they have to waste time. And we are now trip. six matches deep with no knockouts. It's I know again Lawler's Lawler's begging for it, and if if we actually do get a knockdown somewhere in this in this uh, uh, tournament, I will eat my goddamn hat because I. I, I see no way in which we're actually getting any knockouts here, dude. All right. Main event time. The New Age Outlaws versus Kane and Mankind again. Uh, the Outlaws are all business and they don't do their intro. They just come dude, out ready to again, fight. Again, just fucking imagine. I just really need to hammer this in. Imagine going to a live wrestling show where you have to watch two boring ass shoot fights and then two iterations of the exact same matchup. Just, just imagine that it, paying money for that. I would feel ripped off too. Yeah, but thankfully none of these people care about wrestling, so like, yeah, it's fine. They got to yeah, see the people go. they wanted to see, so you know that's all fine. Yeah, they're here for the personnel. Also, fucking like, uh, we, we get like you know one of those kind of backstage beforehand bits, you know, before we cu- mm-hmm. we cut the actual match. I know. Does Stone Cold have like custom branded beer cans? probably that sounds like the thing that sounds like something wwe would do nice Uh, all right uh the funniest the funniest part here funniest part of the outlaws coming to the ring is Shawn michaels on commentary threatens to kick jesse james's ass because his dad bullet bob armstrong fired him one time (laughs) sean's like i'll I'll whoop your ass The, the the son must pay for the sins of the father yeah. Sean's eyes Under- are rolling back. Jesse, Jesse James comes to the ring. Not none of the fanfare. He's just pissed. He's like, start the goddamn match. It's like throws the mic yeah. down. Undertaker's gong goes off for the fourth time in two hours. <laughs> Shot. Uh Stone Cold comes out with a fucking cooler of beers. Does he? Oh, I missed yeah. that. That's- yeah, because commentary is like, what the fuck kind of referee comes to the ring with a six-pack? <laughs> The best kind, obviously. All right, so the match is whatever. It's more of the same from earlier. Uh, yeah. At one point, I noted in the like in hard cam, there's a sign that says "Nitro Girls are hookers." I, I I missed that. Oh, you know what I did? You know what I did catch during this match though mm-hmm. uh, was a dude with, with two dudes in the crowd who have a sign uh, who have who each have a sign. One goes "I'm with stupid," and the other goes "He's stupid too," which you know. <laughs> Thinking, <laughs> thinking about it, thinking about it, Austin. I think that might just be the conceit of this very podcast. That's that's that's, that's true. <laughs> Considering the bullshit we subject ourselves to, yeah. I'm with stupid. He's stupid too. I made Welcome note. Yeah. yeah. So in the match, I really just make note of the fact that like under like Billy Gunn does not enter. Like Billy Gunn and Mankind, Billy Gunn starts whacking Mankind with the stairs, and the Outlaws just start. Well, going to town no, on mankind and undertaker does nothing this out billy gunn picks up the fucking ring steps and chucks them at mcfoley oh my god that was actually kind of sick and i, I noted that undertaker did nothing undertaker, while he watched that happen undertaker did nothing i i swear to god i saw a couple times throughout this episode where he was just like kind of vaguely standing at ringside like he was kind of up against the fucking uh the fucking separator and like 
kids in the front row were kind of like poking his back i think i saw which mm-hmm. is a very stupid thing to do but also really funny yeah so <laughs> they're they're, they're, okay. they're trying to fucking like they're trying to fucking buckingham palace guard test the undertaker yeah. <laughs> all right let, let's just skim to the end here uh skim billy gunn billy gunn whips mankind into the referee and then uh, billy gunn accidentally hits the referee in the corner so yeah, mike kyoto so mike kyoto's done mike kyoto's out and, road and austin road. austin like pulls him out of the ring which i was like why is okay yeah so road dog low blows Kane and stone and pins him and stone cold goes to run in to count the pin undertaker grabs austin and pulls him out of the ring yeah so that's Kane, the thing it's like so 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 austin's like uh, austin i guess is like well by the power somebody's got to count I'm, the pin i'm 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 gonna count the pins brother um fucking but then kane pulls him out and, and like Oh boy, it's proof of the cahoots. cahoots but, and, like, and then, but but the thing is, Kane tries to or no, not Kane. Taker kind of tries to play it off as like a, a, almost like this proceduralist, like you're not the real ref. You need to follow the which the would. But Kane then, now. but then Kane hits a choke slam on Road Dog and tries to pin Road Dog, yeah. and Taker runs and, in to count the pin, and yeah. Austin pulls him out. He's like, oh yeah. no way, son. And then okay, now, now now class, now class. Here's here's a pop quiz. Do you think this leads to a a really meaningful resolution on Triple H's plot? B the 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 New Age Outlaws getting their tag titles back, or C a messy ending? Da, da, da. So, it's fucking C. Of course, Kane, it's C. Kane starts fighting Austin. Taker starts fighting Mankind. The Nation runs out to start beating up the Outlaws. DX runs out to fight the Nation, and the episode just ends with Stone Cold Steve Austin hitting stunners on everybody. Yeah, like there is no the match officially. There's no resolution. It's just, it's just we literally cut in the middle of this brawl. Messy endings, messy ending. Oh my god, I hate it. Why? What? We don't even all this bullshit, all this fucking layered, circling back on itself bullshit we've been doing throughout this entire episode doesn't even get a resolution because of course we have to end on a messy ending we gotta oh, we gotta, why? We gotta, you gotta tune in next why? week i hate you i hate you i hate you i hate you yeah i i again i there is a, a partially because they just kind of ran the same storylines all episode is that i got to avoid all of the shit wrestlers that i don't like so you know for me, this episode of Raw was fine by me. Yeah, and again, like, for the time, yeah, because they are just getting all of their faves on repeat throughout the whole episode. But for me, that shit just gets so tiring, especially when the resolution to this is, let's run back a match that already happened this episode that we're not even going to get a properly fucking resolve it doesn't like it feels meandering it feels pandering it feels like a waste of my goddamn time it feels like a goddamn ripoff for the audience who already has to sit through the goddamn brawl for all it's i hate this shit man and i hate the i hate everything the attitude era stands for and i hate everything vince russo stands for and i just oh i'm trying austin and there are things i did appreciate in this episode but like oh man this really is not not my thing i think i think i might need to come to that conclusion about the attitude era yeah too bad we got four more episodes of brawl for all oh my god ah pain but you know we we are we are uh, we are it'll be a few weeks for that for next time though is so I want to bring up, I want to rewind the fuck to be thing we talked about. 
last yes. time? Yes. So resolution to that is, is a couple weeks ago, I was just browsing to be for shits and giggles. And I just, sir, I was just like, what other wrestling, what wrestling content is on Tubi? Of which there was actually a decent amount from oh. a, lot, a few documentaries, a oh. few like smaller wrestling companies. Okay. And boy, did I find a gold mine that I wasn't prepared for. Oh. So next time on the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, I, I don't want our like special episodes to always just be like us discovering a new wrestling company for the first time. It's a little bit oh. cliched, but I, I couldn't just ignore the possibility presented to me here uh -oh. as we are going on Tubi and we are going back to the eighties to watch our first episodes of this podcast of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. No way. Wait, holy shit. Yeah, we are going to watch some glow. Yo, I love glow. Okay, well, I love the fucking the Netflix movie. glow. The Netflix, the Netflix glow. I somehow get get the feeling that the glow we're going to watch uh next week is going to make me want to blow my brains out, but but you know, I like I, I like I like it in theory. I I am interested to see the actual real life glow. I've been wondering about that. So you know, I'll go in with I'll go in with an open mind. That's my resolution. Yep. So that's for next time. Until then, David, hit our plugs. Yes, sir. Dear, dear friends, thank you all so much for joining us on yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are delighted to have you here. So happy to have you join us. Uh, if you're a returning listener, viewer, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever the hell it is you use to consume our content. We hope you've had a great time here and, you know, yada, yada. Just keep, just keep hanging out with us. We, we love you guys. Thanks for being our, our ride or dies, as it were uh but hey new people hi how's it going welcome to the show we here at the noobs and knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike so whether you're brand new to the wild wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit either way you're new to this podcast and we hope you feel welcome here we and we hope things feel like accessible to you here and we hope you you you've had a great time and that you want to keep having a great time with us week after week after week and i'm going to tell you exactly how you can do that you're obviously using one of those ways now but you know give you the full scope just in case you want to branch out a little bit so you can find us on youtube first and foremost we are the noobs and knockouts podcast on youtube hit subscribe ring that bell make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode uh check out uh, uh, give us that mm, uh, sweet, sweet engagement. Check out all of our playlists because Austin is kind enough to organize all of the arcs that we follow into their own separate playlist so you can follow something all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot. It's great. And hey, on the YouTube, you can uh, you can see our beautiful faces too and the lovely professional-looking HUD that Austin's created for us and, you know, my just just how sexy your your favorite noob looks in a in a unicorn onesie, mate, let, let me just say. Um, X, X. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck off. F fuck off you 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 don't you don't you don't get to comment on this i you you're 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 biased against me it's a conspiracy fuck i'm fuck are, am i in cahoots with are somebody? you in cahoots with with somebody uh i know that's a that's a great question you're in cahoots with asexuality austin that's that's what yeah, you got going I, on. I, I, I will not give you an answer that you can go to hell you can go to oh no oh god Suck it. Uh, <laughs> so, yes.
anyway, uh, so you can check us out on the YouTube if you're so inclined. But hey, if you don't want to see how fucking sexy I look in a unicorn onesie, you know, fine, I guess. You can find us on three of the best places to find your audio podcast, which are, of course, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You know, come check us out there. Listen to our show. Download our show if, you, if you're so inclined. You know, maybe drop us a nice little five-star rating if you like and, uh, and a review that says, hey, these guys are pretty cool. Maybe more people should be checking them out. I don't know. I'm just saying stuff like that, guys. It may seem small, it, but but it, it means the world to us. It helps out our show immensely. Uh, and, you know, it just generally shows us that you enjoy it. And we love people enjoying our stuff. That's why we do what we do. Uh, so, yes, check us out. Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Of course, we have a life outside of this little boxy void that we find ourselves in a couple times a week. Uh, you can find us uh, a few places on the Internet just kind of like existing, you know. Uh, first and foremost, of course, is our Twitter. You can find us at Noobs and Knox Pod on Twitter. That's at Noobs, the letter N, Knox Pod on Twitter. Um, come check us out there. Uh, we we post memes. We engage in discourse. We put up a post every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys always know what the hell is going on. Of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting every Wednesday night, or at least the Wednesday nights when I'm available. Uh, our, our schedules are kind of busy recently. Uh, at, 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 at 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS, we are watching. And never after, never after is almost over. I'll be right oh, back shit. to live I'll soon. Coming back soon. I'll, I'll be back in like a, a month my show goes up in a month and then i'll have my life back a little bit uh well actually i gotta jump into buffy after that but either way uh um uh so but either way on 8 p.m eastern on wednesday nights on tbs we were watching aew dynamite and tweeting about that shit and then on fridays you know if, if we have the time and if we're feeling we're feeling kind of spicy at 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT. We are watching, of course, AEW Rampage. It is the show that y'all been waiting on. It's the show that y'all been waiting on me to tweet about because I am even further behind on Rampage than I am on Dynamite. Whoops. Um, but, you know, we, we like to talk about that shit. On top of all that, um, Austin is a, devo- a, a devotee, our, 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 our blessed knockout, long may he reign, uh, of, of just the broad wrestling landscape and likes to consume every single major company pay-per-view and sometimes tweet about it. And we just like to tell you guys about it because, you know, especially if you're a noob, the, 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 the fucking pay-per-views are a great jumping on point. So, my friend, what is on the docket coming up? Yeah, so back to normal business. Last time we covered the WrestleMania weekend show, we were recording this during WrestleMania weekend. WrestleMania um, night one starts tonight, baby. Yes, yeah, so I don't like, think Sami Zayn gets that gets that main event. Of unfortunately, I keep hearing it's. I keep hearing it's either that or Charlotte Rhea. I keep hearing it's one of those two matches. It fucking better be. It better be. Sami. Um. Yeah, so this is gonna drop tomorrow before WrestleMania, right, right before WrestleMania night two. Before uh, adrenaline in my soul, WWE belt, Cody Rhodes. Almost, um, I believe. So, I mean, WrestleMania weekend has been fun so far. From what I've got a chance to watch was Bloodsport. Oh, yeah. I got a chance to watch uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break, oh, and Spring Break. and Ring of Honor and Supercard of Honor. All great shows. Um, so upcoming after WrestleMania is Impact Rebellion on April 16th. Like live that. on pay-per-view. You can check that out at Fight TV or wherever you get your pay-per-views. Um, so far, we have announced Kushida versus Steve Macklin for the vacant Impact World Championship. After the longest reigning Impact Champion in history, Josh Alexander had to vacate the belt due to injury. 
Yeah, um, that sucks. A three-way match for the Knockouts Championship between Mickey James, Jordan Grace, and Deanna Perrazzo. And God, please let it end sometime. Team Bully Ray versus Team Tommy oh. Dreamer in a oh. 10-man hardcore war match. Please, please on God, <laughs> please let it end. <laughs> Oh no! I don't ask for much, wrestling gods, but I I do ask for this one. You do, he do ask for this one, wrestling gods, please. This just won't end. It uh, sounds exhausting, to be fair. It's you know the best the best rest part of wrestling in 2023 is rehashing ECW feuds from for like four months. With. That's, the best kind of wrestling obnoxious ass billy ray at the center bully ray bully ray billy ray cyrus ain't done nothing to deserve that true this is true anyway uh uh next up for wwe after wrestlemania is backlash oh yeah it's not big style because it is taking place in san juan puerto rico the first wwe event in puerto rico since new year's revolution in january of 05 and the big deal is that bad bunny will be hosting the event oh yeah i forgot they kind of hang out with the feds sometimes yeah bad bunny one of the biggest rest rappers globally is also a big wwe guy yeah he's a mark man how about that and that and ain't that nifty. I love it when like celebrities are just also wrestling fans. It is great. It's um, it it, it, is, it is for real for real for real for real. It is nice to live in the t- in the <laughs> period of time where wrestling is at the most socially acceptable, not necessarily yeah. popular, but so but it's pretty. But it's, I feel like it has never been more socially acceptable to just say like, and unless you go back like maybe back in the olden days, maybe. Yeah. But like when it was like of, really like popular, maybe. But yeah, like maybe. I've always said that if you like if you well, look at like, really, even, even during the golden age in the attitude era when you had a bigger percentage of people who were fans, the people who weren't fans were a lot more confrontational about that. No, I feel I'm like, talking about like I'm talking about like early days, like you like fucking like like oh really yeah, man, George like, Hackenschmidt. It's probably fine. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, fucking apparently my great-grandma was a wrestling mm. fan. All right. Uh, this is something I learned about, like, my great, it was either my great-grandma or, like, my great-great-grandma was actually, like, a really big wrestling fan. Uh, and might have, like, you know, was, like, might have been, like, you know, fucking, you know, the, the gorgeous George era sort of oh, shit. Oh, shit, like, yeah. So, yeah. so, like, I feel like, I feel like among the modern idea of, like, what wrestling is, basically the post-WrestleMania era of wrestling mm-hmm. i feel like this is probably the most like socially acceptable to be into wrestling yeah, like people like i feel like the, like i feel like the, there are less people who will like be obnoxious if you like wrestling and they I get that in a way that like it wasn't the case in the 90s and in the 80s where in the 80s they thought it people who didn't like wrestling thought it was stupid and in the 90s people who didn't like wrestling thought it was stupid and corrupting the youth so <laughs> <laughs> we are out of that age at the very we age. are so yeah it's it's super cool for guys like bad bunny to be so involved in pro yeah. wrestling. and then for AEW on may 28th is double or nothing and i just learned about this today from david but this is fascinating is that it's also the same day as nxt battleground mm-hmm. and That's that will, well 
that will mean that this, and that is a historic moment because that it will be the first time a pay-per-view has been on the same day from two different major promotions since 90, 1987 when Survivor Series and Starcade took place on the same day. Wait, really? Yeah, that was a, I hate to kind of devolve into wrestling history a little bit here, but that was a big controversial moment because Starcade 87 bombed on the pay-per-view market. And the reason for that is because Vince McMahon went to all the cable providers and said, if you put Starcade, if you sell Starcade, I'm not giving you WrestleMania. What the fuck? And all, and all, but like two pay-per-view providers said, okay, fine. We won't air Starcade. And so Starcade had an extremely limited reach and was absolutely fucked in the buy rates. That's so awful. It was. Oh it was my absolutely fucked so up. This has not ever. I really. Other, yeah. Otherwise, it's never. I, honestly, because of this of that thing happening. Because after that happened, all the cable providers talked to Vince and talked to Jim Crockett Promotions and was like, "Never do this again." Like, well, shit. we are well, not. We are not. We are not fucking with our money supply by playing these like petty petty games we are going to offer all the pay-per-views we are going to pay all the we are going to carry all the pay-per-views and you're all going to deal with it that's so fucking wild dude oh my god yeah so other than that infamous event never happened before that two two major companies had a pay-per-view the exact same day oh my god that's insane that i can't that's so fuck okay well Fuck, HBK's playing a ballsy move, I guess. Let's, let's see if it pays off. It probably won't. Oh, honestly, I forgot to even mention that on this episode. Is it like when they asked Sean, what are you doing here? He's like, well, the other, the competition had a shitty pay-per-view last night. And that was the, he was making fun of Bash at the Beach 98. Okay. Which probably was shit. Probably was, yeah. It was, I. you know what? I hate, what, what a bad timing to have this entire segment. But now that I'm remembered of it, I want to know what Bash of the Beach 98 was. You yeah, know, fair enough. Understandable. Because uh, I just, like, I just remembered they did that shit. Oh, it was the show main evented by H- Hogan and Dennis Rodman versus Dime- DDP and Carl Malone. What the fuck? Yeah, that's stupid. That's really stupid. Okay, yeah. The- I, I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it's good for a celebrity wrestling match because Carl Malone in particular got really into it. Like, yeah, well, good thing. Too bad. Fucking good for a celebrity match. Isn't good enough for a goddamn main event of a pay-per-view. Also think that also crazy that 98 was the year that they did that bit. And also 98 was the year when they did a tag team match where Jay Leno fought. That was, that was at road. Wild. I was at road wild. Fucking, fucking, uh, uh, Bischoff just became everything that he hated, ostensibly. Yeah, Jay, Jay Leno putting Hogan in an arm lock and a wrist lock is one of those things that, like, images that people bring up to be like, and this is why WCW sucked. Yeah, well, see, that shit sounds AI-generated. Like, that just sounds like it shouldn't actually exist. All right, we've we've gone off topic. You're talking about wrestling history enough. Just all I have to say, May 28th should be an interesting day of wrestling indeed. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Anyway, so, yeah, anything else? Nope, that's all for now. 
that's all for yeah all right so again check it out on the twitter and you know especially if you're like a noob you know check or if you just want to like broaden your eyes a little bit check it out yourself this is some some good stuff and and you know guaranteed to be some 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 good shit on all these shows mm-hmm. uh so yeah so again I'll find us on the Twitter at noobs and Noxpod. Of course, you want to get in super direct, more long form contact with us. You can do that on uh, on the email. Uh, we have an email address: noobs and knockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and this time knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us. Tell us what you think about the show. Request things you want to see us cover on the show. Tell us how fucking based and red pilled you think our hot takes are. If you think they're stupid, I mean, I guess that too. You know, start discourse. Just, just say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com. And of course, finally, we are also the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. Ain't that nifty. We've got a little Patreon. The link for that, by the way, is in our Twitter. $1 a month, just, just a singular little bone every month. Gets you early access to episodes and a shout-out at the end of each episode. Shout-out to who else? Friend of the show, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for his for his contribution. You know, we hope you enjoy your perks, buddy. If you want to enjoy this perks along with our boy Kyle, uh, you can find us on that Patreon just for a single bone. Helps out the show way more than you think it does. Noobs and Knockouts Podcast on Patreon if you want to show your support that way. Once again, the link for that is in our Twitter. See y'all next time. Hasta luego.